Aaron Rodgers. What a week, baby. Not only is it Odell Beckham Jr. week, not only is it Aaron Rodgers gets a new contract week, guess what today is? It's Sims' birthday. Man, you know, Chris just, Sims, your birthday present is Aaron Rodgers gets a new perfect. deal that could get him $80 million by March. That, that's, that's, I just feel like um, that's the kind of leverage I have in the media these days. Lefko PR got Odell a contract. Right. And, your he, birthday and he got... waited for around my birthday, too. He's like, you know what? I'm going to let Aaron Rodgers have sure. Sims' birthday. Yes. And but I'll what? give him the lead up. I'll we be gave... the appetizer. <laughs> we gave Sims a bunch of crap for naming our fantasy team Team Odell Rodgers. Dude, you, you nailed of, it. You kind of like you it. it. We well, got Odell and Rogers. No, no we didn't Rogers. get Rogers, but I know the contracts. No, but, yeah. but the, guy, contracts the team is, is Odell Rogers, I know. and they're easily the two guys that we love the most yes. in the NFL. And they both got monster contracts. It's, it's unbelievable. So awesome. It really is. And I also like the fact that they didn't sit there to screw their football team. I didn't. I thoroughly they didn't? no, they did not. I, don't, I haven't Beck- looked at the details. Odell Beckham Jr. is not making much more than Antonio Brown or Sammy Watkins. And you, you were thinking if he holds out for 20, it could be tough. Right. So what he did was something friendly to the football team and took a number that's a little less. But the Giants also said, you know what? We'll front load your contract and you're going to make over 60-something million dollars your first three years in the NFL. Yeah. And then he's going to have three years left, which I expect him to still be the best receiver in football at that time. And they're going to go, okay, we'll rip it up and start a new one. Have you seen enough details in Rodgers to know he didn't screw them over too? Uh, yeah. I mean, Rodgers is barely going to outdo Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins. They're such big numbers. Can I have Josh yeah, read what please. is yeah, going Yeah, so on? this is uh, courtesy of Adam By Schechter. the way, by the way, just so everyone doesn't know, Aaron Rodgers got a new contract. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's celebrate. All right, so $134 million extension that could be worth up to $180 million in total money. I love when you can make... $45 million more money. The extension includes nearly $103 million in total guarantees, another record amount, and has an annual average value of $33.5 million. $105 million. Kirk Cousins got 84 guaranteed. He walked away from 90 guaranteed from the Jets, right. and here comes Rodgers with 103. Right. So again, this is and all... And Matt Ryan had 100, right? I believe guaranteed as well. So this I is believe. all courtesy really? of yeah. Adam Schefter. Uh, the total the total max value of the deal is between 176 and 180 million based on a four million dollar incentive tied to helping the Packers make the playoffs and finishing top three in quarterback rating in the league. So according to the deal, Matt Ryan got 100 guaranteed. Yeah. Sorry, right. According to the deal, Rodgers gets 67 million by the end of the 2018 calendar year, wow. and then an additional 13 million before March 17th of 2019, getting him to 80 million dollars. Uh, by by March. March, by St. Patty's Day. Follow the rainbow. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's going to be walking through the streets of Appleton just being like, beers on me. <laughs> Does he deserve it, Chris? Oh, come on. I mean, he, he really, he could have <laughs> argued and made, you know, an argument for more, really. I mean, really, at the end of the day, 
I mean, for yearly salary, what he's making, again, you know, I, I think it just shows that the guy, yeah, he's going to be the tie, highest paid quarterback in football, which he 34. should be. He's 34. He's definitely got like three to four years of prime Aaron Rodgers left, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think he will last longer than that because his arm is it's never going to die out. He's always going to have a great arm. It's never going to be like, oh, well, Rodgers can't throw the 20-yard comeback anymore. That He'll be able to do that at 60. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I'm just glad it got done. We don't have to hear about it. Now he's happy, and he can be the leader of the team, and they can go forward. What? D- please don't say that again. Yeah. He can go forward? No. Just don't. I already have that news. I don't need Sims finding out. We're going to do that in a second. Okay. Uh, he doesn't but, want me to know where Teddy Bridgewater signed, I traded to yet. I don't know yet either. I'm so excited that you don't know. Right. Don't. Oh, I just saw it. Oh, I, you're killing us. I didn't mean to. I'm just on NFL stuff, and it popped up out of nowhere. It's not. I, can I sue the internet for doing pop-ups on my computer? I didn't ask for it. Yes, please. Yeah, sue the internet. All right, I'm not done talking about Rodgers. Right. Can you... So there's going to be a lot of people. I already had a friend that in a group chat responded with, all he does is throw a football. And there's going to be some people that say he only has one Super Bowl. All of the people that love Sims and Lefko know that we believe that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback, quarterback we've ever, ever seen. seen. Right? Can you summarize your feelings about Aaron Rodgers and why he definitely deserves a contract of this magnitude? Yeah, I mean... Uh... As we heard from Tony Romo yesterday, he's the most physically gifted quarterback we've ever seen. That's without question. What did he tell us? He said uh, when uh, one of his things we were talking about off camera, he's like, when Rodgers gets a 25-yard completion, it's because Rodgers made an amazing play. When most quarterbacks get a 25-yard completion, it's because their offensive game planner dialed up a great play, and it was very easy to come by. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest one-man band in the history of the sport. I mean, yeah, he only won one Super Bowl, and he only had to play the four greatest games in the history of the sport to win it. I mean, people go back and look to the 2011 playoffs. I mean, he went on a tear there that we've never seen before in the sport. I mean, he literally took it over, including the Super Bowl, where he made throws against the Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers were the better football team that day. But Aaron Rodgers the, the best, best defense in the NFL. They right. But Aaron Rodgers is the best player in football. And he overcame it with lasers down the middle of the field where it looked like Ryan Clark was going to intercept or Troy Palomal was going to intercept it. And instead it ended up being 25-yard touchdown passes or 30-yard gains. So again, you know, the rings thing, I always get annoyed with that. I think it's such a stupid thing to say. It's a team sport. Aaron Rodgers certainly hasn't had the number of Hall of Famers throughout his career that maybe an that a Tom Brady has had. Um, and he definitely hasn't had the play callers that a Brady or a Breeze or a Jared Goff or a Jimmy Garoppolo has. I mean, I'm like I've always said, and you and I, I mean, we know this is, I mean, a lot of people in the NFL laugh at Green Bay's offense. They laugh at it. They just go, oh my gosh, it's it's pitiful. It's one of the worst in the league. And yet he still is, dominates people with it. Every year it's 38 and 7 or 39 and 8, you know, is the touchdown interception ratio. Yes. He's the greatest gunslinger we've ever seen in the sport at the same time as being the greatest protector of the ball we've ever seen in the sport. And it's not even close. So I, I don't know what else more to say about it. Who's the last running back that Aaron Rodgers has had? I know. It's, it's uh, you know, the kid Ryan Grant, maybe, right? Oh I mean, gosh. it's it's something like that. It's It's nothing special. You know, Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers is towards the top of his team's uh, 
uh, I don't know what here. Rushing yards total. Yes. I mean, I don't know, but somebody was talking in my ear. Um, the the he, he can lead his team in rushing some years with the way he scrambles around and do everything. When the Green Bay Packers come to town, it's Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are coming to town. That's really one of the only people in football that has that, to, you know. People like, yeah, maybe Brady, but I think Belichick gets first billing usually when he comes to New York. It's like, man, Bill Belichick and the Patriots Mm. are coming to that. Tom Brady, too, damn it. He doesn't get first billing. Rodgers gets first billing. And Rodgers, just being around people in general, I mean, just how many defensive players have we had on our podcast? I was going to say that. We always have people, and they always say Rodgers is great. Have you ever met anybody that hasn't said Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks they've ever seen? Have you ever met them? Not, well, not at least the like, people like, I respect. That's what I mean. The yeah. respect people. Yeah, no. Like whether it's Boomer Esiason, Troy Aikman, uh, my old coach John Gruden. I was texting him two years ago. Eagles, remember Eagles Monday Packers, right? And Wentz played that amazing first half. Yes, and, and Rodgers had that incredible touchdown down the sideline. Right. And you texted Gruden. I texted Gruden during the game. I said, "Man, I think Rodgers is the greatest player I've ever seen." And he texts back, "Man, I think you're right." I mean, he's he's unbelievable. Yes, uh, it's 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 a skill set that is so special. I don't think TV always does it justice. The quickness of his release, I don't think so either. The strength of his arm, the ball whistles through the air, and he can do it effortlessly. And then he's one of the greatest athletes ever to play in the position. And we can go back to Jason Garrett after the divisional playoff game a few years ago. Remember what he said? Yes. He's going to go down as one of the three greatest players to ever lace him up, is what he said. And Jason Garrett's been in football for like 30 years. Played behind da- Troy Aikman. And-, and his dad was in football for 30, 40 yes, years. Yes. So, um, yeah. We are going to get to all of our divisional winners, our Super Bowl picks. It's We're going to everything. I have sheets upon sheets. And when I tell you that me and Sims have not shared our information, we were doing a little teaser, like practice runs for our new show. And like he was like, oh, so that's where you have them. Like we are trying to guess each other's teams. Um, t- uh, Ooh, hello, what Teddy you- Bridgewater, <laughs> Saints. I know Teddy Bridgewater to the Saints and Brett Hundley to the Seahawks. Yes, you said on Monday Seahawks need a backup. Yeah, I think Brett Hundley was looking real good in this preseason. Yes, he was. He, I was very impressed by both him and Deshaun Kaiser for the right. Packers. Yeah, I think that's a natural fit for him up there in Seattle. Teddy to New Orleans is very interesting. Yeah. We do not know what they got back yet for him. I can't imagine it's better than a third. We'll find out probably as the show's going on. But Teddy Bridgewater backing up Drew Brees. I feel like they've been looking for the Brees replacement for the next few years. Not a bad bet on this guy. No, um, not a bad bet at all. Could be the guy of the future after Drew Brees. He could fill a lot of voids here, right? And... Yeah, I mean, you're the New Orleans Saints. You're going for a Super Bowl. They fall in the category of a Super Bowl team, right? They are a lot like the Eagles, where if Breeze went down, I can't go to Taysom Hill. Or Tom Savage. Or Tom Savage. Teddy can keep the ball rolling. Right. And Teddy fits in that offense more than a Taysom Hill or 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 a Tom Savage. By the way. Yeah. I love Taysom Hill. Yes. Like, what an athlete. Got potential. Holy crap. He was an ultimate woe big offseason this year. Yes, he was. But... Teddy Bridgewater, you see the Saints getting him as an insurance policy on a Super Bowl run. Exactly right. He is an insurance policy for a team that 
I think has a legit chance to win the Super Bowl. I think obviously they're telling you they think that as well. And I think it's a double, double-edged sword in the fact that, yeah, okay, we're getting insurance for this year and maybe next year. But maybe this guy maybe could be our starter. Out. Maybe his knee gets so much better and everything starts to go in the right direction that, yeah, he can become the starter. What, this you got is, more? This is the best part about our show right now is right. things are happening. Just details on Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Crazy scene, tweets Tom Palacero. Jets players were on the bus. The bus stops. They were told Teddy Bridgewater had been traded. He waved goodbye, got off the bus, and then they drove away. That's the NFL. So they're that's the NFL. Have you ever seen anything like that happen? I I really the can. bus stopped. Teddy, you've been traded. Bye guys. See ya. Gone. That's unbelievable. So they were getting ready to. I don't even know who they're playing in preseason game four because it doesn't matter. No, that's doesn't why matter. we're not talking right. about them. But don't even watch film this weekend. If you watch film this weekend, I'm going to be upset. No, I, I probably won't. Other than a few young quarterbacks and what things if, like that. You listen to me. <laughs> no film. But give uh, yourself a break. I know. To go I won't go crazy. Twenty two weeks in a row. I know. Damn Notre Dame's on me too. So, but. Um, what the hell were you just talking Tate about? Bridgewater on the bus. On the bus. Oh, on the bu- I've never been a part of anything like that. Now, I've been on planes where we're waiting for Vince Young to get there and things like that and they whatever else, up. and he doesn't show up, <laughs> and Jeff Fisher says, close the door, we're out of here, whatever it is. But I can't say that I remember... I really was never a part of any real trades that went down in a league. I was in New. Like, it's I was very in New, rare. I know. I was in New England the year we traded for Akib Talib, right? And that was pretty cool and special. Yeah. Uh, but this is life in the NFL. It's rare that it happens when you're on the bus and you say goodbye. But this time of the year, people disappear from the locker. I didn't realize that the week before the fourth week of the preseason would have so much contract news and team adjustments. But I would assume after the third preseason game. That's when everyone goes, let's finalize our 53. Exactly. Now they have all that information. They can look at their salaries. Um, I mean, look, Geno Atkins getting that deal. What And what was the blew final deal? my mind. Yeah, Do you have that? Final? Yeah, so uh, four-year I extension. I swear we're going to get to predicting all the teams. Yeah, that's There's all right. just a we lot of talk news. about that. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot to talk about. Uh, Atkins, four-year extension through 2022. New contract worth $65.3 million. Uh, twenty five point five in the first year, wow. and then more than more than half of the deal he'll get uh, thirty seven point five over the first two year, uh, and then his sixteen point three yearly average is the highest annual rate signed by a thirty plus year old non quarterback in NFL history. Right. I was going to say that's from NFL.com. I know Gino just destroyed the Bills by himself, right? But. I thought that Gino had kind of tailed off the last few years. Last year, he was definitely better. Two years ago, was definitely underwhelming. Maybe he was hurt. I got to go I back know. and look well, that yeah, up. Yeah, and he was. Remember, he had torn his ACL uh, maybe three years ago. Right. And year after, he was a little underwhelming. He certainly wasn't the guy. We got to remind everybody what Gino Atkins was and what Please I think do. he can be. Gino Atkins is Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. Now, Which not, is amazing right. because someone posted a high school clip right. of Aaron Donald being asked who he models himself afterwards, and he didn't even let the guy finish. He left. He goes, oh, that's easy. Gino Atkins. Right. Yeah, that's how he talks. It's a very similar type of body. Like That's a, so funny that you said that. Compact muscle guy, right? Not like this hulking Calais no. Campbell 6'9", 330 guy. No, Gino Atkins is more of like 6'1 half. I'm guessing, right around that. And, you know... Really dense, 300, 298, 305, depending on his week of food eating. Right. Um, but he is yeah, a he special player. He ACL in 2013. 2013, yeah. So it took a good two two years. I, I really feel like last year was the first year I saw him go like, okay, he's back to 
fucking the play up, Geno Atkins. And lifting people and off the ground. Yes, and just shooting through gaps. He's got unbelievable explosive ability. Super happy for Geno? Right. Numbers make sense to you? They do. I mean, they're probably a hair higher than I would have expected. Yeah. But again, everybody's got to remember, the salary cap's up close to $170 million. These numbers are going to go up. Yes. And if you look at the people that are around him at his position, he's not going to be paid like Fletcher Cox. Nope. He's not that guy, so he shouldn't be. He's not going to be Aaron Donald when that nope, gets done, he's right? he's literally like eight years older. Right. But now the Kawan Shorts, the Marcel Darius is the world. I, I got it. Gerald McCoy. Damn, Geno Atkins is every bit as good as them right now. So and this is another like that. another front-loaded deal where he gets more than half in the first two years. It, it, it's really, that's where I am happy to see, and I hope this is where it continues to go, where organizations with the players they like make them front-loaded and make us tear. If you're play awesome, it's going to be great. We'll tear it. We'll give you a new contract. Yep. They want you to play great. They want it to be good. Because then yes. you win a Super Bowl. Right, right. I also feel like Cincinnati is more willing to to overpay their guys yeah. because they don't typically get free agents. Right. It's, it's, it's a not weird a place to go. You're right. Yeah, so they kind of keep them. Yes. Tyler Lockett got a, a pretty big deal, too. Yeah, I got the numbers for that. Yeah, what is that? So Make that one quick. Uh, Three-year, $31.8 million. He can earn up to 37.8 over the course of the deal, and he's got $20 million guaranteed. That was just surprising for a guy that I don't even know if he's a number two. Yeah. He's kind of a, a number three, but right. he also does punts and kicks, and he's super elusive. Yes. Uh, when you see that, this is a fantasy question. Do you think the team is planning more things around him this season? I do. Did we, I, I don't know. I can't remember who the hell I've talked to. I got in this conversation with the Seahawks a little bit the other day. I do think that you're going to see – a whole lot more of Tyler Lockett this year. One, Doug Baldwin's not going to be 100%. Could have told us that. for a fantasy draft. I know. But I do. I think Lockett, first of all, um, he's a guy that he can do a lot of different things on the field. He's very much similar to a Brandon Cooks in a lot of ways. Mm. It's not that far off of a player in my mind. He just hasn't been in an offense that knows, knows how to utilize him because he's been stuck in that crappy Seattle system. But now with Schottenheimer there, they're going to do more. And I do think that Lockett will be the focal point of the passing game. I do. Yeah, because I don't. I think Doug Baldwin, with his knee, is not going to be able to do some of the intermediate changing direction type of routes. All the other receivers they have are kind of bigger, bigger receivers. Exactly right. So I think he can be not only the slot guy that gets some of the quick ones and run after the catch, mm. but we've also seen he has the speed to run a post over the top and burn people. I want to say quickly. It is before- crazy, the money. I thought that was a lot of money. It is. But I think for that guy, you know, and I, I, they're getting him for the low. You got to think about they're getting him. They're going, damn, he might have a big year. And we don't want to have to pay him $14 million a year like we did last year or like some of these other guys. So let's do it now. Like I always think of Marquise Goodwin. Kyle, this year with Marquise Goodwin, they got him early on in the offseason to sign a deal because – Kyle knows, damn, I'm pretty good at getting these fast guys open down the field. Mm. Let me not let him go with nine touchdowns and a thousand yards receiving. And then he's asking for fifteen million next year. Right. Let's do it now and get you know chop some of that that money away. Uh, just came in what the Jets got for Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. What do you think? I'm gonna say what's gonna be good and what's gonna be bad. What's gonna be good and what's gonna be. Eh. Yeah, I think it. I would think it would be a legit mid-round pick, like a third to fourth round. I'm going to say it's a fourth-round pick. Third. It's a third. They went the three, huh? Yeah. Wow. 
So that they tells value. you. They signed him for $1 million. Right. He worked all offseason with Sam Darnold, and they shipped him off for a third-round pick. Right. And it's smart for that the Jets, That was too. smart move by the Jets. Very smart. It really was. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed by the play altogether. And um, it's smart by the Jets. Jets. It ends that conversation. It's it frames the team for team. Sam Darnold, right? Yep. And I think it shows you that the Saints were very concerned about their backup situation. They're willing to give up a third for a backup quarterback. That's that's well, and I they've already traded a first away to get Marcus Davenport this year. It, it means they're going all. They're in. going all in, and it also means that they're looking at their draft capital and they're going, "We need guys. Let's yes. get these guys." Right. Quickly, our fantasy team. These will be the guys that we'll be rooting for all year, pretty vocally on the show. And yeah. luckily, it's a lot of guys that we root for already. Yes. Yeah. So the best part of this, honestly, is I posted the picture last night with uh, with our whole roster, and we have gotten people responding to us with everything from. A plus plus draft. Yes. I don't know who you're drafting with. That you got all these guys. To you guys are idiots. Did you yes. let Chris draft the it, whole team? I what didn't are you realize doing? that our, the SLFL is a 14 team league. And right. I was explaining to you like right. I've only done 12 team leagues. Man, it's hard to get good guys. All right, so here's what we got. Our so, wide receiving core is sick. I I'm, think so. I'm going rounds one but to I'm 16 here, here. Whole roster. No, no, build the roster. What do you mean? Okay, fine. Round to 16. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying one to 16. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So first pick, Odell Beckham. Second Which round. was hilarious. I didn't. I wanted to take DeAndre Hopkins, but I thought for the show, for the pod, yeah, we got to get Odell. Yes. Second round pick, yes. Devontae Freeman. Third round pick, love Devontae Freeman. He thought you were Matt Sims. <laughs> Third right. round, Adam Thielen, who you said deserved the bigger contract, not Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Fourth so round, the, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, uh, you can't go wrong with Juju. No. He's be, the best part is when he's dancing. We get We're to dancing. really enjoy I it. No this doubt season. about Love it. it. That's going to be amazing. Plus, like Devontae Freeman, like oh man, I'm no, they're going to feature him a lot in that offense this year. Fifth round, Chris Thompson. Yes. This was Sims's pick. So I sent you like a list of running backs, and you were like, Chris Thompson, he looks amazing. You had a little inside scoop. Well, I had heard from down in DC that he has looked very good in practice. And how I just, do you like that? And I just think people forget that he was the most explosive player on their offense. They last do. Year they think he he's a third down running back. Right. No, he was. Uh, running up the gut for 50-yard touchdowns against the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, he ran up the middle. against the Eagles, too. That's what I mean. So he got hurt against the Saints. And and also, you know what kind of quarterback would throw to their running back a lot? Yeah. Alex Alex Smith. Smith. Exactly right. All right, here we go. Man, our team sounds great. Sixth round, Rex Burkhead. This was a Lefko pick. That's all right. It's a good one, though. I think that Rex, of all the fantasy guys that I follow, all of them whisper, Rex Burkhead. He's like the guy. I also took him last year, and he popped at the end. I feel good about him. Seventh round, Rashad Penny. This was a Sims pick. Sims went, he's a first-round pick. They're going to want to make it work. We said, what about Chris Carson? Someone in the chat said, did you mean to just draft Chris Carson? Yeah, and Sims was like, no. They lo- no hey, what are you hearing about did, Rashad Penny? Did they mean to draft Rashad Penny at the end of the first round? Oh, that means they weren't that happy with Chris Carson. Oh, he just, what did he do, break a finger? Trust me, Rashad Penny's going to be good. Eighth round, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. This was my pick. Good pick. I, said, I didn't even know we had him until today. You didn't I tell said, me that I one. said he's a number one wide receiver on the Eagles right now. I don't know when Alshon's coming back. I don't know who any of them are. But I do know that the quarterback's going to be Carson Wentz. Yeah. And Nelson played well at the end of last year. Yes, he did. Ninth I, round, Jimmy GQ. Oh, oh. Did you like my rhyme? Yeah, do it, do it right now. Jimmy GQ and Amendment 2. 
Moment two is Kyle Shanahan's our favorite coach yeah. in the NFL. You proud of yourself when you came up with that? I last was night? proud. Yeah, I was okay. proud. I was also proud that our viewers thought I was on the back porch. They, they know me very well. They do. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, but we were excited because all the other quarterbacks that were there was like Stafford and all these. And you went, no, Jimmy G's going to have yards, touchdowns. When you said yards or touchdowns are all we want. I just yes. said, then he's our guy. He's the most, the safest one. As, lo- as so this long is as- great. So we get to root for Kyle and Jimmy GQ. Right. We get to root for Odell. Yes. Then we get to see Juju dance. I'm just. And I brought up to you last night that we have Adam Thielen after we talked a couple weeks ago when Diggs got his extension that they gave all the money to the wrong guy. I know. Timeouts. Didn't I just say that? You did. No, he wasn't listening. Feeling? Yeah. I know. I told that exact same thing. Oh, I was listening. <laughs> left. He pulled a left. Pulled a left. left. Yeah. Hard. Wow, I really missed that. <laughs> uh, I'm too busy studying our beautiful team. Tenth round, Peyton Barber. I, uh, a, a starter in the tenth round. Sure. Their whole line's going to be better, and they do have weapons to worry about in the pass yeah. game. That's a good one. Eleventh, Latavius Murray. This was a... Okay, because I know our wide receivers are good. Maybe Dalvin's not healthy. Let me take a shot in the 11th because Latavius has looked great in the preseason. Yes, yes. And he's just a guy that if someone's on a bye, we'll throw him in there. But that was a shot. And also, yeah. I didn't know what to do. There was like no one else to take. That was the pick where you turned to me and said, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it was a shot in the dark. Uh, 12th round, Ricky Seals-Jones. So that's our starting tight end. <laughs> Well-timed cuff. Um, I just go, okay, bad offensive line, need to get the ball out quick. This is an athletic tight end. I also think we could just pick up tight ends throughout the season. Yeah, you think we can? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, and there's nobody available at that John point? O. Smith is still available. John O. Smith still available? Dude, he was ranked 370th. I'm just telling you, he's listed as a starter. He starts down there in Tennessee. The guys in our league listen. Listen. I know, well, I'm telling you, that's what they're here to listen. Listen, Jonu Smith is going to be a part of the Titans' offense. I really... see, because I read today that Matt LaFleur ran a whole lot of 11 personnel and really wasn't interested in getting the 12s or the 13s. Uh, 13th round, Philip Dorsett. 14th round, Philip Dorsett is a starter for the Patriots right now. I, I couldn't believe that. When you were texting me, these are the guys left, I was like, wait, nobody took who's going to be Tom Brady's number two target behind Rob Gronkowski. To That's start what's the funny is everyone's going the Patriots wide receivers right now are weak. And I go, I just think they're looking at Cordaro Patterson and Philip Dorsett and going, they're not real. I think the Patriots think they're real. I, I do too. They're using Cordell Patterson as a real receiver. It's not like, oh, we're just going to let you run go routes on the left side and return punts. No, yeah. he is running all sorts of routes. Philip Dorsett, I think they're very pleased with him, and he can do everything. He can go deep. He can be the Julian Edelman type. If that pick, if that works out, you're a genius. 14th round, Giants D. You, you wanted them. I did. Giants. Yeah. And we then wanted Steelers, but then someone took someone them. Someone took them. And then what was the other one I texted you? It was Giants and uh, Browns. The Browns. The Browns. That would have been the one Yeah, of but those I'll two. explain in my picks what scares me for the Browns. Yeah, I, I, there are scary things with the Browns. They play a lot of good offenses. Yes, they year. do. 15th round, Jerron Brown. That was a Sims pick. And 16th, Harrison Butker. Yeah, what a butt kicker for our team. I mean, Jerron Brown has been very good in the preseason. Doug Baldwin... We, he might miss weeks this year. Yeah, you know, that's what people are like. Oh, his he he'll just, be back for week one. He just said he's never going to be a hundred percent the whole year. So he tweaks that knee week, you know, that knee week two. All of a sudden, he has to miss miss week three and four. Damn, I was going to so, like draft Doug Baldwin in my other draft, and now I'm like, I don't want to deal with that all year. Yeah, I know it's a pain. Okay, so now we just did what nobody likes to do, which is listening to someone else's fantasy team. But I guess if you're taking your fantasy drafts and you heard Sims' analysis, yeah, there you go. You could use put that. it to yeah. use. 
I can't believe is. I did selfies. That's what I can't believe. You nailed it. Your I framing was, was good. I was You're, embarrassed. You turned the Do you want to tell everybody what you saw when you called Sims Go the ahead, first time? Tell him. Yeah, I mean, I called Sims the first time to record him on FaceTime. On FaceTime, and he answered the phone from the toilet, and I had to say call me back put a shirt on and we'll do this again in five minutes yeah i don't need to tape your analysis of i was first round naked pick. actually like totally i, I was just like i don't need your analysis of he, odell beckham while you're in the bathroom oh I, yeah shout out to dan and john's the wings place that that josh thinks is the best and i'll be honest they might be the best wings in new good. york and he walks back in and he goes you think we can post this and it's a video of you on the toilet naked and i was like are you kidding me I was like, just don't answer it. Next I was like, time. well, I wanted to make sure you knew I wasn't like ditching you. Oh, so yeah. I was really yeah, just because I was really worried about that. I was going to be like, I'll call you back or whatever. So you get naked when you take a shit? No, I don't. I just got caught in the, um, I had gotten home from work and it was hot as crap in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like felt like I yeah, sweat through my clothes. Down. Right. I was going to get in some comfortable clothes. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I know yeah, you get it. We've all so. been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Where are we going with this podcast? Perfect timing. <laughs> Wow, it is time. That was a whirlwind opening half hour of this. I loved it. This Fifty-seven point five million dollar signing bonus. Like that's where it's crazy. He's going to buy so many leather does, jackets. Is so this is how much does he give to Danica? But I, dude, that ring's going to be serious. Dude, this is where this is wrong with the sport, though. Right, right now. He's not 42 times better than he's, Matt Stafford. He's not three times better than Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, Odell's going to make $60 million in three What's years. What's really funny is every time you do this, I agree with you. But with Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, nah, <laughs> uh, he might be three times better than Odell. If I had three Odells and Eli, I'd rather have a... Uh, uh, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> it is time. Name. Josh is going to guide us. We're going to go through all the divisions. We're going to pick other division winners. Give some stuff on every single team. This is our big season Woo! preview. We're putting our name on it. Damn. The NFC was so stressful. Fan bases do not get upset. This is not rooting. We are not trying to, we're not picking teams and rooting against your teams. We are going to be wrong. There has never been a prediction in the history of man that has come out right. Right. If Sports Illustrated says you're winning the Super Bowl, throw it out. It doesn't matter. Simpson Lefko, though, maybe it's going to be accurate. Uh, we've How some... accurate did you feel when you got done? Well, uh, in the, I... I, in the NFC, I don't feel accurate. I'm, I'm okay. very scared of the NFC. The NFC, I couldn't even fill it out. I kept like going and racing things and then going back. That's awesome. And then I'd be like, let me check this schedule. For the record, we've had some good years with these playoff things, right? Two years ago, I got 10 out of 12. You did. Last year, I was wrong. I trusted Reddit. You actually went five and seven, five and seven, right? Not Which is nothing to nine. brag about. Yeah. But I also think that we're good at spotlighting some teams to look at. Yes. Last year, Vikings, Saints, right? People forget. Last year, everybody was picking people Packers we were and Packers and Falcons, right. right? Yes. All right. So here's how this is going to work. So yeah, we're going to go. The lead. We're going to go division by division. I'm going to say the division. I'm going to ask each of you how many playoff teams you have coming from that division. Oh, okay. And you That's tell me. You it. tell me the number. Okay. <laughs> then from there, I like this. We'll go. <laughs> With each of your winners, and then we'll talk about the rest of the division after that. So first, we're going to do the divisions. After that, we'll do playoff seedings. We'll get a look at what your brackets look like. Yep. Then we're going to do the awards predictions. Because just like in the season. Just like in the NFL, you do the awards the night before the Super Bowl. Right. And then we'll do the Super Bowl to close out the we'll show. We'll do the playoffs and the Super Bowl after that. Yeah. Okay. After you got to pick each round. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Oh, good, 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 okay. good, good. AF, we're doing the AFC East Yeah, first? so we're going to start with the AFC East. How many playoff teams from this division? One for me. L Patriots. I have 
You don't remember? You got a no? Re- I have it. it. You got I'm a Google for... document okay. for this. I have one, but I really almost put it in two. Okay, so you have one. I have one. Okay, I had two, and then I took a shower after I got done. And I went and changed it back. So you what? You almost had the Dolphins in? I did. Yeah. So I, the I, Patriots win the AFC really? East. Really? You were that? Well, the Dolphins are one of those teams. Sorry, Josh. No, no, no. The Dolphins are one of those teams that were like, I think people are underestimating. So look at this. But, yeah. Start with the Patriots. Yeah. You're going to give your look at the team. Should he do the team look first and I do some of the scheduling yeah, things? Yeah, I think that works. Okay. So you go first. Yes. I, I mean, the New England Patriots. Come on. Where, where do we want to start? Yeah, okay. Uh, they lost a few players. How many wins you got them? Uh, I, I'm going to say they're like, you know, I didn't pick exact wins. But we did. weren't supposed to do that, were we? But yeah, I know you don't have to. No, I, I'm going to. I had them at 12 I'm gonna, I think it's going to be like an 11 and 5 year. Yeah, okay. somewhere along there. Um, but either way, you know, offensive line changes, not concerned, doesn't bother me at all. Tom Brady's still going to be phenomenal. I don't care that Julian Edelman's not there. There's still enough receivers and running backs to go around right. that they will find ways to get it done. Okay, so I look at that. They were pretty good in the Super Bowl last year uh, without you know Julian Edelman. Yep. And the year before without Rob Gronkowski. So we know they can make it work. Defense, I do have questions a little bit. Like I think their front seven is going to be a whole lot better than it was last year. The secondary thing is going to be certainly the thing I have my eye on. I look at it and they I like go, to play man, and they don't have that other guy to me. They get their toughest games at home, right? Green Bay, Minnesota, Houston, Kansas City all have to come to Foxborough. Yeah, the two games that are going to be interesting for my mind: Week Two at Jacksonville, Week Fifteen at Pitt. Mm-hmm. That one could be super interesting. Uh, who did you have kind of coming in, in second place? You guys both nearly put the Dolphins in the playoffs? I, I mean, they were a team that I tossed Let me around explain for a why. wild card. Because I've thought about this for a long time. Yeah, go ahead. I don't think people realize that the Dolphins were expected to maybe be a playoff team last year. Right. People forget week one was canceled because of the hurricane. hurricane. They lost a home game. They didn't have a bye. And they had to go to London and Tannehill tours ACL, and they signed Cutler like two weeks before the year happened. Exactly. And week two, which was their opening game on the road against the Chargers, their starting middle linebacker went AWOL before the game. Do you remember that, too? Yes. Lawrence Timmons. Yes. So they dealt, you're right, with so a, I a lot of crap. Th- this is a team that we, I think a lot of people are looking at the Dolphins and going, oh, they were bad last year. They're going to be bad again. Last year was a special circumstance. I don't think people are realizing that. I also think Tannehill was having the best year of his career with Gase before his injury. He was. Um, I think the toughest stretch of their schedule is weeks 14 to 16, which is why I took them out of the playoff race. It's home against New England, at Minnesota, home against Jacksonville. Really, really tough. But I like them because at Buffalo the, first that, is... six of the, the first six of seven are very winnable. Other than New England, it's Tennessee, the Jets, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Bears, Lions. I, they could start off yeah, really strong. They could. I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm, everything you said I agree with. Kenyon Drake is special out of the backfield. They have receivers to go around. This is Adam Gase. I hear everyone go, they don't have Landry. And I'm well, like, yeah, but now they got like Stills and Wilson. Wilson and right and uh, Devontae Parker and Amendola. There's plenty of to go around still there. And the other thing too is, 
Corner situation's not bad there in Miami. No. Secondary's pretty damn Coming good. Coming together. You know, you got Rashad, Minka, yep. uh, the kid um, from Xavier Howard yeah. was phenomenal Baylor. last year. And then they got pass rushers. Let's yes. not forget they traded for Robert Quinn oh, yeah. and with Cam Wake. And now they still also have Charles Harris, who was their first-round pick last year. So first, I, I'm with you. First time I did this three weeks ago, I was looking at the Jets, and I wanted to put the Jets in. Uh, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL based off of success last year from weeks one through six. At Detroit, home against Miami, at Cleveland, at Jacksonville, Denver, Indy. It's great pass defenses for Darnold to face when you look at them as a whole. Not a lot of t- other than Jacksonville, obviously. Yeah, right, right. I like a lot of those teams. Their last six games, though, the season, I think are very tough. You got to go up to Buffalo, Houston, Green Bay, at New England. But I have them at around seven and nine. Yeah. I think the Jets have a pretty good year for what they're expected I, to do. I think that's fair as well. I, I would say that the Jets are one of those teams that are going to be a pain in the butt. They're going to upset some teams that we would have never thought they could beat. Uh, they're not going to lose many battles up front, as we've talked about. They're big on both sides of the ball, so no one's just going to come around and push the Jets around the field. That's the one thing I can promise you. Yes. It will be a rookie starting quarterback. Um, you know, run game, consistency, things like that. They're going to be we'll in every see. game. But yeah, I agree. I think it's a 7-9 and nine type of year, too. And let's hit the Bills before we move on. Another rookie quarterback in this division. Yeah. So they have legitimately the toughest schedule in the NFL. Is it, is it legitimately? Yes. This? Yeah, Weeks okay. 1 through 6. Right. I'm just going to say this out loud. Josh Allen is going to go first game to Baltimore. Yeah. Welcome second to the game, NFL. Second game, the Chargers. Yes. Third game in Minnesota. Right. So a road game. Fourth game in Green Bay. I know. Fifth game, home against the Titans. Sixth game at Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt with yeah. the Houston Texans. Yeah. Sounds awful. Last year, they were 0-6 when the turnover battle was tied or they were worse in it. They were 8-2 when they won it. Right. Turnovers, you cannot bet on every year. Mm-hmm. That whole team was very reliant on it. Think about the Falcons game and all that stuff. I, I had the Bills as a 2-14 and football team. Ooh, crap. Um, I don't know if I'd go that hard on them. I mean, I hear you. When you look at the schedule, it's scary. Well, no, it's all right. Their team is, their team is definitely the least talented. And I also think, you know, hey, listen, they got where they were last year. Uh, is McDermott's first year in Buffalo? Tyrod Taylor did protect the football. Yeah. They had a favorable schedule that kind of just worked out the right way for them. Uh, I think it was a year of everybody kind of studying what McDermott does on defense and everything like that. And the fact that they've lost some offensive linemen and there's no receiver to be scared of on the roster, yeah, that doesn't bode well. So I'm not going to say 3-13, and 13, but I'd probably say like 6-10. and 10. Okay. All I right. said 2-14. and 14. Yeah. We're moving on. AFC Ooh. North. So I want to I wanna do this one yes, back and it right. forth because right. it could be, could be interesting. Mm-hmm. So Lefko, how many playoff teams from this division? I have two. Okay. Two as well. Oh. Okay. Lefko, give me your division winner first. Baltimore. The Steelers. Let's talk it out. Okay. Um, I have Baltimore at like 12 and 4, okay. and I have Pittsburgh at 11 and 5. Um, I think that Baltimore has an amazing start to their schedule. They do. That I think is going to start them off great. So obviously we just talked about they play Buffalo, then they go to Cincinnati, Denver, and then it's at Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I like that the Ravens are playing them that early in the year. All I'll say is don't forget. They're not going to have Jimmy Smith for that game. Exactly. And Cincinnati's got their damn number. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. What I do like is Baltimore was 5-2 and two after their bye last year. They've been clicking for a while now, and I like what they look like. Um, and then their last six weeks of the year, 
year are against six of the not great run defenses from last year. That's why people are so high on Alex Collins. I'll just get the Steelers too. Um, the Steelers' schedule, if you look at their early year, two of their tougher games that are non-divisional, the Falcons and Chiefs, they get them both at home. Right. I think if they had to go to Atlanta and Kansas City, that's a little bit tougher. Um, but I, I like their starting schedule, too. Their big game will be New England in Week 15 at home. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they're both going to be really good teams. I do, too. I mean, I think these are two of the cream of the crops of the AFC in general. Two of the few teams in the AFC that I could see that could beat New England. The schedule is favorable for the Steelers, too. I look at it like, man, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to make his first road start right. on the road in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't think that bodes well for him. Then they get a Jameis Winston-less that, yeah. Tampa Bay in Week 3. I they expect, could both be 3-0 and heading into that Week uh, yes, 4 Yes, exactly right. So I expect Pittsburgh to be 3-0. and Now maybe they end up 3-2 and after we, you know, they got to play the Ravens, the Falcons. But like you said, the Ravens, I mean, the Falcons are at home. So that's yeah. going to be great. Um, yeah, I just... Pittsburgh's this is a different year. The preseason You're so high on the Steelers. I team. am. The Steelers D, the team speed, you know, other than missing Ryan Shazier, the secondary, the front, and I think Big Ben is poised for one of the best years we've seen him have in a few years. Uh with Juju along with it. Yeah, I think the Steelers are are poised for a big time year. But I do think the Ravens are right there with them. I mean, I thought about, man, do I want to make the Ravens win this division? I don't think they're quite as quality of a football team, but yes. damn, come on, the Ravens, that O line, that's one of the best in the sport. They were ravaged by injuries last year. We've talked about that a lot. And I do think their secondary is you know, I know it's no Jimmy Smith. He'll be back in, and that'll be good. But the secondary is definitely better than years past. You yes. know, Humphrey gets another year, and he got uh, the two safeties who are quality yeah. too. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say I have the Bengals coming in third yeah. at around seven and nine. And you guys I have, have the Browns. both told us to watch out for the Bengals. Yeah, this year. I know. And then I went back and I looked. So here's what scares me about the Bengals: okay. they don't face Cleveland until weeks twelve and fifteen. I think Cleveland's gonna be a lot better weeks twelve and fifteen. I would want to face Cleveland early. Three of their first four games are away. Yeah, and it's just not a great way to start. And it's one of them's at Carolina, one of them's at Atlanta, and you got to face Baltimore at home. The other thing is, is I was just looking at some of their stats last year, and I want to give a Shout out really quick to Warren Sharp. A lot of my stats are going to be from his book. Okay, uh, he's he does a lot of work. He's a great guy. Bill Lazor's offense is so insanely predictable. Yeah, from thirteen personnel last year, they ran ninety two percent of the time. Hmm. I don't think he's going to change. I don't think Bill Lazor's really had a good year anywhere after he left Chip Kelly. Miami, Cincinnati, and I think that he's not going to move A.J. Green around for another year. I just think it's going to be the same old story for the Bengals. And then I looked at the quarterbacks the Bengals beat last year. These are the quarterbacks they beat. Kaiser twice. Jacoby Brissett, they only beat him by one. Osweiler, they only beat him by three. Flacco, they beat him by a miracle at the end. Yes. I think that Cincinnati, I kind of went, oh, they could be better, but I think they could end up being a lot worse. Yeah, uh, they are a f- like a flip of the coin type team. They have so talented. They do. They got talent on the team that scares you and will make you think. But the O-line scares me too. O-line is scary. It's definitely not what it's been. Those, I'm not going to rely on Dalton. No, Dalton's scary. Dalton's towards the bottom of the NFL in the NFL as far as quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks. Come on, all these young studs we got in yes. the league. Come on, Aaron, Andy Dalton's clearly towards 28 to 32 in football, if not lower than that. Yeah. And I think the big point is what you said. 
What is their offense? Tell me. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's A.J. Green running a go route. Right. It's John Ross running a go then route. Then it's a run by Mixon, and then it's, oh, we'll throw another slant yeah. to A.J., and then, oh, we'll throw a screen to You know, it just there's no tying together. There's no theme. There's nothing that I go, oh, this is what they do. You better stop that or you're in yes. trouble. But but there are some studs on this football team. It's one of the best secondaries in the sport. It is. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a seven and nine type of That's season once again. And the the Browns. You look at weeks one through ten. The offenses that they face. So they start off against Big Ben. Then the second week they go to New Orleans and face Drew Brees. Yeah. Then they get Sam Darnold. Then they go to Oakland and face Gruden. Then they get beat up with Baltimore. Then they face the Chargers and Phillip Rivers. Then Jameis Winston's back, and I have a feeling they're going to be good by that point. Then they play Big Ben again, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say this right now about the Browns. I know everybody out there is loving Greg Williams, and they're going, man, he talks stuff and all that stuff. I'm just going to be honest. Greg Williams had a safety playing 30 yards off the line of scrimmage last year and is blaming his roster. I know that people like Greg Williams, especially defenders that have played for him. I don't think he's that great of a defensive coordinator. Tight ends go off against Greg Williams all the time. Yeah, I just I think there's holes in his defense. There is, and I, I think that I'm looking at Miles Garrett, and I just I just I don't think he's going to be as great because of that. No, I, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, that was a hint. I'm fading your Miles Garrett. Yeah, Greg, he's going to win. Year. He's going to be defensive player of the year. Let's just end that conversation. Uh, but 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 I understand the Greg Williams thing is real. Okay. I mean, Greg Williams is um, his defense excites people because it can be they can be creative blitzing and create turnovers, but it's not always sound. So that does concern me. And yeah, the Browns' offense, you know, it's good again, but there's just a lot of question marks there. I think the Browns are an improved football team. Don't get me wrong. I think they're like a I'm going to say a five and eleven to six and ten type of football team. We just have breaking news. Wow. Sam Darnold is officially going to be the week one starter for is. the New York Jets. He is the youngest starter in NFL since 1970. Just turned 21 in June, right? It's crazy. And he'll be on the newly formed Sims and Lefko show coming out next Wednesday at 8 p.m. on the Ooh, BR app. Be there. Be there. We took him around the city to get him ready for his first start. Yeah, we got the show. show's going to be sick. Any yeah. other thoughts on the AFC North before we move on? No, no. but it's. I mean, the one thing about so the AFC got the two North, teams in the playoffs. We do. The one thing about the AFC North is, man, do they got some some Jimmys and Joes? I mean, they just got some yes. men in that conference where I just go, damn. You know, every I mean, team is Carlo, Carlos Dunlap and Gino Carl Atkins, Lawson. Carl, yeah, exactly. Dante's so perfect, and their secondary Kirkpatrick, all right. those guys, and then Cleveland, Miles Garrett, and their offensive line's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think really the reason is I'm all on Cleveland. They're coaching. Yeah, I get it. I think they got great players. I need to charge my computer. It's going to die out. Uh-oh. Yep. Do we have a charger in I here? I have to go get my bag. I do. You all got right. a charger? You got a new computer? No. no you got one of them old computers. That's what Bleacher Report gave me. Where's your bag? It's in the in the Woody's room. Right, you want to go grab it? We can I make it. it. Yeah. yeah, go. Yeah. Moving on. AFC South. Two Ooh. teams in the playoffs out of this division last year: the Jacksonville Jaguars ten and six, the Tennessee Titans nine and seven. Sims, you first. How many playoff teams from this division? Two. Love it, Lefko. How many playoff teams from this division? Two. Okay. I was going to have one if I went with Miami. I feel like we're in the same team. Sims, give us your division winner. Let me go. F- okay, Sims, you're first. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Lefko, your division winner. The Houston Texans. Sims, 
talks to the Jaguars. Hold on. who? We don't know who his other team is. Oh, you want to do the wild cards now? Yeah, I want to know his okay. wild card team. Who's is. your wild card? Oh, you just want to do that? Okay, yeah. Let's do the Jaguars first. Well, yeah, no, because I, I want to see who my wild card is. I want okay. to give it away. Okay. Who's your wild card? The first one is... No, 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 no. The, who's the other team in the AFC South that's getting in the playoffs yeah. for you? All right. Oh. We already know one of them. We didn't, didn't I just already You're say You're the Jaguars. It? Yeah, who's your other one? No, but I'm saying the other wild card team. We did it in the last division, didn't we? Or yeah, no, but there's we didn't two. Say it. Well, if you have... Yeah, I know what it is, but I got it. The Houston Texans. Okay. And Lefko? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> Tennessee Titans are not making the playoffs. So I, same I thing agree. as the North, but your you guys Mar- are reversed. Your Mariota stuff scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Take it away with the Jaguars. Jaguars are the best football team in the sport. They're the best defense, one of the best I've ever seen. Don't know how many times I could say it. Let me just say this right now. Miles Jack is going to be the best middle linebacker in football this year. I mean, Lefko knows because I texted him the other night as I was watching Jacksonville film, and holy crap, okay? Miles Jack is on a mission, and it's going to be a special year. They are just too talented of a football team, even with their lack of quarterback play. I don't think it's always going to be pretty. They do have a tough schedule. There's definitely a little bit more of a bullseye on their back. But at the end of the day, I'm not just going to doubt them because of the quarterback. They've proven they can win despite him, and they can manage football games without him. And I just think with the additions to the O-line and the receiving core still being good, damn, and Nate Hackett's ability to call plays at the right time and tie them together and make life easy on Blake Bortles, yeah, I'm going with the Jags. So the Jaguars' schedule, when I looked at it, is a tale of two halves. Their first half is really tough. Yes. Their second half is actually quite easy. The first half, the, the Jaguars, that's the reason I have the Jaguars get into the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Okay. Um, they start off at the Giants. Right. Then against New England. Yep. Then home against Tennessee, who they lost to at home last year. They lost to twice to last year. Then they go to Arrowhead against Kansas City. Tough place to, to the play. The Jets first, and then Arrowhead. Um, oh yeah, my yeah, bad. Sorry. I'm just. This is a no specific order. These okay. are just teams they're playing. Cool. At Dallas, against Houston and Philly. I mean, they could lose a lot of those games if the ball doesn't bounce their way. They could. Now, in the second half, they get Buffalo, they get Miami, they get Indianapolis twice. Second half is when they're going to go on their run, right. but how they survive the first half is going to tell me everything about Jacksonville. I, I mean, so I let's see how they do early. The first two games might They really, could go 0-2. They could go. And or they, they could go, go 2-0. Exactly. I mean, it, well, that was great analysis by well, us. I mean, they, but they it, could also go 1-1. One one. Well, it's just they could. <laughs> They're 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 a team that's they play and win ugly. So, you know, if yeah, if it's one bad mistake, a fumble, whatever it may be, that you know, Jalen Ramsey trips as he's covering Odell Beckham Jr. I and all worry of a about they lose. maybe Leonard Fournette getting banged up again and I how much that. they rely on him. But the reason I'm confident in the Jaguars, the offensive line is improved, the defense is still what it is, and they're one of the teams that can still keep it simple and beat you because they're better than you. Yes. I also think that Blake is going to protect the ball a little bit better this year. Right. And I think the wide receivers are okay, but I think they're going to lose some of the games that they snuck away with last that, year. That would be my scare, too. What do you want to say? I'm just going to get us going to the Titans. Yeah, okay, sorry. You have Texans. something else you want to say? No, no, no. I, 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 the one thing that I think is just going to hold Jacksonville back is that simpleness, though. I will say that. That's yeah, what scares sure. me. It's That's just, why every game is going to be I, a one-possession game. It's easier to play quarterback in football now than ever before in the history of the sport. And when a quarterback also knows the defense you're going to line up in all the time— that's why you see Jacksonville give up big numbers to Brady, 
or Garoppolo last year or Big Ben in the divisional playoff game. Because what is seen is when you have a good quarterback and there's a system that realizes, oh, we have a system and they only play these two defenses. Yeah. They, I don't care how good your holes. freaking players are. It's just it's it's. But you still have them winning the division. I do. Yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly winning of the division, though. Like you're kind of saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they're nine and seven, and the Houston Texans are nine and seven. They just won the. You had the Texans winning the division. I did. Right. I had them at eleven and five. Okay. Uh, according to all the metrics, the easiest strength of schedule is the Houston Texans this year. Remember, they're getting to play the AFC East, which is really nice, and mm-hmm. they're playing the NFC East. But those those Bills, Dolphins, Jets games look really good in strength of schedule they get the patriots in week one which i think is when you want to play the patriots we've seen this in the last few years also look at the teams that they play before the tough teams before the jaguars in week seven they get the buffalo bills before the eagles in week 16 they get the new york jets i think houston I'm taking that six, seven game span of Deshaun Watson and I'm spreading it out. But more importantly, I'm looking at the defenders that not everybody knows mm-hmm. that are there the Clownies, the Readers, the Covingtons. And then I'm adding a JJ Watt back. I'm adding a Merciless back. I'm adding a Honey Badger back. Yeah, that's right. I like the coaches. I'm a little worried about the offensive line. Yes. But. I think that Deshaun Watson's that freaking special. I really do. I do too. I do. I guess my reservation with them would just be about how special he is early on in the year. Can he run around, make right. some of those plays, especially with the offensive the line issues, right? Because yeah, the offensive line is it's, it's 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 spotty. Yeah, it definitely is. Bottom uh, half of this division. I think you've kind of taken a turn on Marcus Mariota over the last three weeks watching preseason games. Yeah, it definitely have. It's just the way he's thrown the football. I don't care what the stats look like. It's the way it looks. Uh, it's It's been bad. I mean, it's just been throws that are should be easily completed in the NFL for a quarterback of his stature, and he's missing them by wide margins. So, yes, that does concern me. i also say this. Lafleur. it's his first year as an OC. That's not always easy for a, even a young, smart guy like him. And... You know, yeah, I mean, Mike Vrabel, he's a good head coach. I think everything's going in the right direction with the Tennessee Titans. I just say, let's not forget that that defense was not special last year. Dean Pease is there to help him out, so that maybe that helps, but that would be concerning to me a little. I had Tennessee going 8 and 8. I find all this division's going to be right around there. Yeah. Look at the defenses that Mariota's going to have to face before they're by. This is what they better figure out this offense quick. Houston, who I just talked about, yep. at Jacksonville, right. Philadelphia, right. in Buffalo. The defense in Buffalo is going to be fine. I'm having them lose all those games because that offensive line. Ravens. Then Baltimore. Woo. Then in the at Atlanta, at the Chargers. And Miami's defense in Week One is not going to be a joke. Right. Right. So that's that's six of the seven defenses. Yeah. Mariota and that defense, and especially you talked about the lack of interior offensive line. Okay, Houston, we know what they yeah. got. Yeah. Jacksonville, we know what they got. Fletcher Cox. Uh, Buffalo, uh, whatever. Baltimore, right? Chart, like, come on. Yeah, no, I just I'm think they're you. in for a it's gonna a, be rude, tough. a rude awakening. They're going to start slow. Yeah, that's I, my prediction. I, I, but I, I think you're right. It's going to start slow. I, I'm going to say they're a yeah six and ten, seven and nine type of football mm, team. I got a little. It's higher a competitive eight, competitive division. And, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's just going to run away with this thing. Me saying all the teams, that's understandable, or is it too much? No, I actually like it. Yeah, I guess. I enjoy it. I mean, I think it has to be. To me, just to add my two cents of football experience, the start of the year is almost everything in an NFL locker room. You know, you got to think about it like this. Losing one game, you're 10 games back in baseball. That's what it's worth. You go 0-2 and and somebody else in your division is 2-0, it's like being 20 games back. Exactly right. It's a huge hole to fall into, and – 
coaches, the pressure, the panic, right. 0-2, oh, gosh, we might not go to the playoffs, our coaches on the hot, it all starts to just roll downhill. Shit rolls downhill, and that's what happens usually. Yeah. Before we move on, what do we expect from Andrew Luck coming uh, back this season? So um, let me go through. Yeah. Uh, I think the trickiest part of their schedule is going to be weeks three to five. Mm-hmm. At Philly, against the Texans, at New England. That's I'm just chalking that up as three losses right yeah. there. This is what's incredible about the Colts and why I'm excited about Frank Reich. What they did last year, I kept saying they're going into these fourth quarters with a lead. Here is how historic that that I see. Last year, in the last 27 years, they were the only team to lose at least seven games they led at halftime. So they led seven games at halftime and lost. They're they're the only team in 27 years to do that. They're the only team in 20 years to lead nine games into the fourth quarter and finish fourth and 12 or worse. Talk about predictability. When they lined up in 11 personnel, no, no, excuse me. They ran 100% of the time unless they lined up in 11 personnel. That's not accurate. I got to check wait, that. They ran. Don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, that doesn't make sense. Sounded like a good stat, though. Yeah, I got to check that one. That one sounded too egregious. I'm just saying, their schedule has gotten a lot easier. When you look at their schedule last year, they ended up playing really tough teams. It's an easier schedule. Right. I actually have the Colts, though, at 7-9. and nine. I have the Colts exceeding their win total. I believe it's 6.5. I think the Colts are going to have a pretty good year this year and surprise some people. I don't. I think <laughs> they're going to be in a lot of games. I mean, they're going to be a pain in the butt because I do think that Reich with the offense, yes. the offense line's better, and I do think it's still Andrew Luck. I don't think he's going to be the Andrew Luck it we saw. It all comes down to him. It really does. I just look at their overall roster still, though, and just go, damn, how can they do it? What do you I, got them at? I mean, I, I think they're going to be like a 6-10 and 10 type of team yeah. one more year. I think they, they, you know, I just look at it, okay, you know, it's T.Y. Hilton, sure. I mean, running back, yeah, it's okay, but there's questions. Doyle and Ebron. Yeah, and then the, the defense scares me. I think that's all that there is Isn't to that it. Bad. And the way that like, the 49ers pushed them around the other day, Alfred Morris was running around them like he was Jim Brown. Was it their starters that were Yeah, it's just, it just I, I just think they're a team that's in total rebuild mode. Okay. They got it going in the right direction with the right I people. I trust you more than I so, trust me. I don't know if that's true, but whatever. Moving on to the AFC West. Yep. yep. Uh, one team out of this division last yes. year, the Kansas City Chiefs, 10-6. and six. You guys both have both your wild cards already done for the AFC, so you both have one team coming out yep. of this division. Yeah. Yep. I'm yep. guessing it's going to be the same team, so do you want to just say it together on three? On three. One, one two, two, three. Chargers. Chargers. All right. Yes. Want me to talk about them? I would li- yeah, I would like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just... When I look at the AFC West, you know, it's up for grabs. Certainly, there's no proven commodity there. But I think far and away that the Los Angeles Chargers have the most complete roster in the division. I think that's where I look at it more than anything. The offensive line is going to be better, okay? And they got some depth, actually. I mean, the guys that they got in there starting right now, you know, Okung, the Feeney kids, that's a young draft pick. They had Pouncey at center. You know, Michael Schofield, not a bad player. Barksdale at right tackle. Schofield, if he slips up, Forrest Lamp will be in there. That's why they drafted him in the second round last year. So that, with Phillip Rivers, Anthony Lynn's run game scheme that we've talked about before, and maybe the best complete receiving core in the sport, and then the defense, come on. So what record do you got him having? I I think it's going to be like... I don't think anybody's just going to run away with the AFC this year. Like, I think the one seed might have the same record as the three seed. So what's your record for? I'm going to say, I'm going to give them, 
Let me give one more look. I have them at eleven and five. I was I'm gonna say I was gonna go eleven and five or ten and six. The one thing I'm not gonna do is bet too much on the Chargers. Yeah. Because let's also be realistic. They're a team that should have been the playoffs, but they're a team that didn't make the playoffs because of themselves last year. Yeah. They had a kicker that couldn't make anything that they chose. Yeah. And I also think that them being the only team in the NFL that doesn't have an analytics department. Like, it just goes into a lot of my thinking. Yeah, okay. They are the only team in the league to play just two top 10 teams from last year. That's Pittsburgh and the Rams. So that blends into that as well. My number two team in that division, I'm tempted to go with the Broncos. But I have them at 7-9. and nine. I have the Chiefs at seven and nine, and I have the Raiders at five and eleven. Mm. That's where I have that division. Mm. I'll just go run yeah. through mine really quick. Yeah. Broncos, this is wild. The Bron- the at home, they're only favored to win by the standard three in one game. The Browns. Vegas' expectations, the Browns are very low. Uh, excuse Broncos. me, the Broncos. Right. I think that defense, Case Keenum playing safe, obviously their offensive line scares me. I have them only going 7-9. Yeah. and nine. Yeah. I think they're going to be average. What scares me about the Chiefs is Andy Reid. Not what it normally is. It's that Andy Reid has a philosophy. He protects the football, and they don't turn the ball over, and that's how they win. Yes. In the last two years, the Chiefs won the turnover battle in 20 of 32 games. In those 20 games where they won the turnover battle, their record was 18-2, and two, mm. which is incredible. They're not going to win the turnover battle in a lot of games this year. They're going from Alex Smith, who protects the ball, yep. to Patrick Mahomes, who's going to throw it away. Right. And what scares me about the Chiefs is not what that does to Patrick Mahomes' psyche, but how much more that bad Chiefs defense is going to be on the field, right. defending a short field. Right. I think that Chiefs defense is going to be bad. I also think that the start of the season is going to be awful for them. At Chargers, at Pittsburgh, hosting Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, at Denver, hosting the Jaguars at New England. Did you hear what I just said? I did hear that. That's, that's unbelievable. A, that's like a two and four, one and five. Maybe they win the Denver game and steal one from San Francisco, but that's one. That's two and four, one and five. It, it certainly can be. So that's why I took them down a peg. Yep. And Oakland, I think it's a great start for Gruden. Uh, after the Raven, the the Rams, they get Cleveland, they get Seattle at home, they get a trip to Miami. But the last few games are tough, and I just. This Khalil Mack situation, yeah. I think, is going to hang over them the whole year. Mm-hmm. I have them at five and eleven. Yeah, and, and yeah, their, their defense scares me. The Raiders. I just don't think it's a total complete roster yet. No, not at all. The tackles can can bother you. The, the AFC West. That I'll say this. Yeah. What order do you have? I mean, it's it's. I think if you made me go down to the order, I would go Chargers. I think I would go Broncos too. You would. I think so too. I thought I was being a little crazy. No, uh, I'd probably go Chiefs three, Raiders four, but it's so the same way. I would, but it's very interchangeable. I mean, let's not forget, Derek Carr is special. Yes, he, he is. can be special in fourth quarters of football games, and they are a veteran team. And That's those teams what I mean. Typically, start fast. Right. Exactly right. And really, they the, could start off four and one, the three Broncos and two. And are similar people. that way. Yeah. You know, Musgrave. I do like the offense. There's weapons at receiver. The offensive line's better this year. Uh, and the defense, like you said, it's it's certainly formidable. I mean, it really is. 
Um, it's a very this is a very up for grabs division. Oh yeah, it really is. But I do feel pretty confident that the Chargers are the best football team in it. Chiefs, you're not feeling the Chiefs. My big things are really you hit on them. I mean the Mahomes. Yeah, they're going to turn the ball over a little bit more. They're going to throw seventy yard touchdowns. He's going to also wow us, and we're going to be like, man, this is the most fun team to watch in in football. But yeah, I think there will be some bad interceptions, and then yes, like we talked about a few weeks ago, like there's no difference maker on their front seven, dude. The Chicago Bears, yeah. second team, yeah. hung up 21 points I on know. them on their starters and did whatever they wanted. We talked it. about, remember two weeks ago, we said Chris Jones was really the only guy that was capable of yes. being disruptive in the backfield. He's the only guy I look at, you know, in the in the secondary. You know, it's just, it's nothing special there. There's some solid, we don't know what our guy, uh, the, Eric Berry's going to be like yeah. yet. So, yeah, I just can't hang my hat on the Chiefs. I think all of them are around like that. Six and ten, seven, seven and nine, nine, five and eleven, and I think the Chargers will be like eleven and five or ten and do six. a little bit more on the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. I mean, I think when I just look at the Raiders too. All right, again, there's some young guys. Uh, you know, some of the draft picks we've talked about on defense. Certainly, there's there's some positives there. But I think when you really break them down again, okay, you know, linebacker position, eh, okay, cornerback. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen Gary and Conley yet. At all. I mean, so he doesn't, he does, he, he can, sometimes he can practice. I mean, who are we going to go? DRC, Leon Hall, Rashawn Melvin? I just don't know where, you know. And then there's the, the Carl Josephs at safety that still hasn't really opened yeah. up eyes. So I just don't see the defense being able to make enough difference in plays to kind of help out what I think is going to be an offense that can be explosive at times. So our AFC playoffs, yep. pretty so, similar. So, yeah, you both picked the Patriots. Uh, AFC North, Sims picked the Steelers to win it. Ravens as the wild card. You have the uh, you have the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, AFC South, Jaguars and Texans. Sims, you went Texans and Jaguars, and then uh, you both picked the Chargers. So we both had the same playoffs. We just different seating. My, you want to hear my seating? Yeah, let's hear. Seating. My seating is Steelers one, Pats two. Oh, this is interesting. Chargers three, Jaguars four, Ravens five, Texans six. My seeding is Patriots 1, Baltimore 2, Houston 3, Chargers 4, Steelers 5, Jaguars are the 6th seed, okay. sneaking in at 9 and 7. So who was your 3 seed? Houston. Houston and the Jags had to play an AFC South matchup in the wild card. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the NFC. We'll come back to the playoff picture okay. later. All, All right. right. You want to save the NFC East for last? I'm so happy you said that. I think we should save it for last. All right, so let's start with the NFC Yeah, because you're a giant. I'm an eagle. It's better that way. Okay, NFC good. North, Vikings uh, ran away with this division last year at 13-3. and three. How many teams do we have coming out of this division? Left go. Oh, let me check. Your Hold count on. first. Let me make sure. <laughs> yep, NFC North here. Because I made a playoff bracket, so I'm like, like, all right, who the hell did I pick here? Two. Two. Oh, right. so exciting. Your winner, left go? My winner with a record of 12-4. and four. Is the Minnesota Vikings. Sims, your winner? The Minnesota Vikings. And then Lefko, give us your wild card? The Detroit, just kidding, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and Sims, your wild card? The Green Bay fighting Aaron right, Rodgers. Let's talk Minnesota first. Wow. Okay, Minnesota. I have them going 7-1 and one at home this year. I'm sorry. I, I should have done the records. I didn't know that was going to be part dude, of Dude, I literally just did it just to give my brain order. Okay. Um, listen You're to better the- off the cuff anyway. Okay, good. So I have the Vikings doing really well, but listen to their road games this year. These are four of them. At the Eagles, at the Rams, at the Packers, at the Patriots. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, holy crap. Holy crap. Those are three teams they're going to be fighting with. Well, the Packers, they have to play on the yes, run game. but still. But Rams, Eagles, they could be fighting for seeding. No doubt. Um, schedule is not an easy schedule. I mean, there's, there's plenty of good football teams down there. Uh, two little nuggets, and then I'll, I'll let Sims take over. They are a team unlike the Colts that hold on to their halftime leads. They led 12 halftimes last year. They won 11 of them. Right. They, they, you, it's really hard to come back on the Vikings, and that's what happens when you have that defense. The other side, the quarterback. This is an ode to Kirk Cousins, and it's also a reason why I think they're going to take a step forward. In the last two years... Cousins has had to face the toughest pass defenses out of any quarterback in the NFL. Mm. 13 top 10 pass defenses. When he faced them, they were a thir- they were a top 10 defense. I think that we've seen Kirk Cousins in a much tougher schedule. Washington for some reason always gets one. I think he's going to take a step forward. I see Minnesota it's all clicking right now. I, I can't disagree with that. The one thing that concerns me is just You're, the offensive line. Yeah, right. That's the only thing, really. Just the, the interior but, but, part. But Brett Jones has been has been banged up, uh, and and that will be you know a factor, especially for an offense that is going to I would believe under uh, f- you know what the hell is his name Fil- Filippo the new offense Filippo Filippo right and I like that too because then you can't just take Shermer's offense and get beads on it no no one kind of knows Nobody, what Filippo's offense exactly right. is and, and there's might, something to that he might take things from Shermer but he's yeah. also going to take things from Frank Reich and Doug Peterson and he's going to also let's not forget he was a pretty good offensive coordinator himself before he met all these yes. other coaches in Cleveland yes all right so He's going to add something to that football team this year. But like I said, only the interior line is really my only concern on their roster. Do I wish they had a hair more depth on their D-line? Yeah, I do. But I do think it's a little bit better than years past. Yeah, I do too. Um, enough to where at least like Everson Griffin... Doesn't get have to play few, 85% of the snaps. Right. He can get a few sacks at the end of the year instead of disappearing like he has the last few years because he's absolutely exhausted. The secondary special. The linebackers are special. I do think it's a little bit of a team on a mission with Kirk Cousins having the right leadership guy in there. And let's not forget that Dalvin Cook's going to be back, and he would be arguably their most explosive offensive player when healthy. So, yeah, I'm with you. The Vikings' schedule is tough. I don't think they're going to like – I. I don't want to say what's well. I have them winning the division. I have yes. them as the two seed. Can I say that? Is that all right yeah, for now? Just you just blew it. Blew it. Aaron Rodgers has been paid, and you both have the Packers going back to the playoffs this season. They went seven and nine last year. Yeah. If you look at the first seven games of the Green Bay Packers, the only really tough team I see on there is the Vikings. Yeah. They start off with the Bears, then the Vikings. They go to Washington, back to face Josh Allen and the Bills at the Lions, San Francisco at home, and then it's a bye. They can go into that bye five and one, six and zero. Oh. I know. That's a it's, it was they a big reason why I put the, exactly right. I mean, there's just it's just a, I mean, oh Detroit no pass rushers, 49ers no pass rushers, Buffalo Bills no pass rushers. You know, I just look at those teams when I look at those teams in week four, five, and six, and I just go, damn Aaron Rodgers. If you have those type of teams, he can beat you by himself. I don't even care if like the whole receiving core is out with like you know the West Nile virus. Yes. So that's what would scare me there. Um, the other yes. thing is too is look at some of the out of division games they play. They face the Jets, who we now know as a rookie quarterback. Yep. They face the Cardinals in Week 13. At Seattle, 
doesn't seem as hard this year as it does other years. They get Miami in week 10. So there's a lot of other ones and they get to face the Rams after a bye, which I think is really good. I it just, is. I have good expectations for I do. And it's Aaron Rodgers and I think he's going to be insanely I, motivated. I do too. I mean, just the way he's yelling at his rookie receivers. Yes. He's been very vocal with his leadership this year. I think that's what's changed for me. Um, you know, he he's, uh, yeah, I think he's turned the corner of not worrying about you know, people's feelings. He's going to be kind of the Tom Brady approach now, like yeah. make us better or screw you and get out of here. And I think the defense in the back end is going to be better with Jair Alexander and the guy Josh Jackson getting involved in it. I think that's the big thing for right. me as a defense. Yes. I have some stats to show you how great Rodgers is and how really bad the defense has been the last yeah, few let's years. Yeah, let's go. Pretty good stats. I, I love these see his face light up? Yeah. The last 10 games that mm-hmm. he's faced top 16... So this is over the past two years. They faced top 16 defenses 10 times. In those games, Rodgers is 9-1. and one. Okay. When they faced top 5 they defenses... They lost to the Vikings once, right? When they faced oh. top 5 defenses, they're 4-0. and oh. So Rodgers has d- done his part to beat the defenses. Now, when the Packers... When they're facing a, a, an offense, right. so the other team's offense, they faced 16 teams... I'm going to try and figure out what this. Outside the top 12, they're 14 and 2. So when they didn't have to face a top 10 offense, right. they're 14 and 2. Right. When they had to face an offense in the top 12, they were 2 and 8. Yeah. So then it became Rodgers versus the other team's offense. Right. Like, why can't he beat the Atlanta Falcons? Well, why? Because the Atlanta Falcons are going up and down the field in the track race, and yes. they need Aaron jo- uh, Rodgers to be the 12th defender out and there. And now, I think with Muhammad Wilkerson and Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels mm-hmm. and all the athletes in the back, I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. And more importantly, it's Mike Pettin, yes. not Dom Capers. I know. Dom Capers, in the first few weeks, we'd always go, wow, he's getting really creative. And then at the end of the year, we'd be like, he's playing the same defense. Yes, right. He'd have like an offseason of like, let me try some stuff. Yeah, let me try these four blitzes, and then yes. everybody will catch on by week 10 and kill them. Take us through the bottom half of this division, Lefko. Bears and Lions. I have the Bears at 9-7. and seven Yeah, okay. I, as I, a three seed. I, and I was you. very close. They were in my fighting for a wild card spot. As the, the third place in the division. Third place yeah. in the division. Uh, I think they have a pretty soft opening schedule, um, but... Beyond the schedule, I'm going to kind of go on this. Yeah. From 2012 to 2016, there have been eight quarterbacks that have been drafted in the top 10. Seven of them have improved in their second year. The only one that didn't was RG3, mm-hmm. and we know that it was a special circumstance. Right. I think that we're going to see growth in Trubisky. I think that Nagy's really going to embolden that more. I think the Bears have also been one of the most injured teams in the last two years, yeah. and I don't see that happening again. I also think that in one-score games last year, they were 2-6. and six. That usually regresses to the mean. So like games that are really close, they always end up going to 500. I think they're going to win more. I see them at 9-7. and seven. How do you see the Bears? I, I'm a typical, uh, a similar type of team. And I think Vic Fangio is going to be great. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a pain in the butt. Now, I, I think really the only thing that holds them back is that they're, they're young, they're new, they got a new head coach. You know, learning how to win in the NFL is a real thing. It's like real. It's not like, oh, and I, I, I've had friends tell me, oh, what are these guys? They don't need to learn how to win. They've been winning since they were in high school and college. Yeah, sorry, this is a different world than those, sport, those leagues. The NFL comes down to one play every game, and if your quarterback or somebody young messes that up, you lose. And you look back at the game and you go, damn, we played so well. Why did we lose? Oh, it was because our 
corner fell down on third and 15 and they went for an 80-yard touchdown. Or or our quarterback didn't know how to manage a situation. That's what scares me yes. about them. I really think this is a team that's on the rise and so on the too. rise in a hurry. Uh, there's really, I mean, you you look at what they've done. We know their front seven. You know I like them. I got a lot of man crushes on a lot of guys. There's great depth. We haven't even seen Roquan Smith. Uh, the Fuller kid is one of the best corners in the sport. And they have a very good safety duo. Like, mm. Adrian Amos is real good, and Eddie Pl- Eddie Jackson is good as well. Yeah. I mean, Amos pops. Does he? He pops. He pops right. more than I I know. More than I gave him credit for, too, last year. Yeah. Matthew Stafford and the Lions missing the playoffs for the second straight year. Yeah. I have them finishing 7-9. and nine. I think it's going to be kind of a rough year for them. Uh, the second half of their schedule, they play uh, the toughest defenses in the NFL uh, compared to any other team. And when you also factor in this, they have to go week 15 to Buffalo and week 17 to Green Bay. This is a Detroit Lions team that has to go and play in cold weather. And I think that's a factor for it, too. I think that Matt Stafford is going to be Matt Stafford. I actually see him taking a step back this year. Um, I think that Matt Patricia is going to, at the end of the year, look at Jim Bob Cooter and go, I think I want my own guy. Yeah, that could very possibly be. That's how be. I see the Lions season playing. There, there's too many questions I have about the Lions in general. Matt Stafford's certainly not one of them, but I still question the O-line in the run game. It hasn't looked anything special this preseason. Like, beyond not special. I know, so that's scary to me, right? Um I do still think they're dangerous because of Stafford and his ability to make unreal plays, but I also will say this, like, the defense scares me too, just because it's different than anything they've done. And there's going to be a lot more, I think, mentally on there. There's going to be an adjustment period of not yeah, only like getting the players he wants. has never played a defense like this Not before. really. Not like this type of thing. This is going to be more multiple, more 3-4 type rules. It's so, so funny. They're so rooted in 4-3. And then you think about like Jared Davis. Like, Is there a linebacker that's worse for Patricia's defense? No, he'll be okay. You think so? I do. I yeah. just thought he wanted the big Dante Hightower kind of guys. I mean, yeah, you know... To a degree, they always err on the more big type yeah, of middle linebackers. But Jared spikes. Davis is not small. Remember, okay. I mean, if I'm if I'm correct, I think he's like two thirty eight, um, two thirty eight, six one, two thirty eight. You're sick. I am sick. I saw his butt once in a tight pair of pants. And, and, and look, Detroit fans get upset because I don't think people ever give Detroit love. We love Matt Stafford. We do respect Darius Slay. You've always liked Jared Davis. Yep. Ezekiel Ansel's Ashawn Robinson. Ashawn Robinson's always been a fan. I like the receiving core. I don't see. I don't know what Carryon Johnson is yet. But for me, it really came down to the lines. Yeah, and they've been pushed around on both sides this preseason, and it just hasn't looked good. No, it it has not. And. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just uh, There's something about the, the Lions that do not jump off to me when yeah. I evaluate them. Yeah, NFC the South, pull up your notes. Oh. NFC South. NFC oh, this South. is exciting. Gosh. So three teams out of this division last year, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, all in the playoffs. Sims, how many teams this year? Two. Left go? Two. We're, this is crazy. Sims, give us your division winner. Um... The Saints. Lefko, your division winner? The Falcons. Uh, Sims, your wild card team? The Falcons. Oh, my gosh. Lefko, your wild card team? The Bucks. No, the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so you so got the same like the thing. AFC North. Yeah, just reversed. All right, let's. Uh, it's all going to come down to the NFC. Let's yeah. talk Saints first because this you've been you've been jacked up about the Saints for probably two months now. I would yeah, say. Yeah, I, I mean two years. Yeah, you've I, been convincing yourself of this all summer. I, I really have. Uh, you're right about that. And uh, I mean, first of all, I think the first thing you have to talk. I'll let Lefko talk about the schedule more. Yeah, what, kind but of the record, sched- what kind of record are you thinking for the Saints? I mean, I don't think again the NFC is too tough. Yeah. To where I got about ten and six. I, I would be like eleven and five, twelve and four type of football team. The one thing that's really encouraging to me more than anything is the start of their schedule, which I know you're gonna get to in yes. a second, but it's it's nice yeah, to where they could I be go, five and zero oh heading into yeah, that. Yeah, right. Even if they're not even playing their best football, they could be four and one or three and two and you yes. just go, Okay. But I do think the defense is pretty legit. I think it came around as the year went on last year. Marcus Davenport, their first-round pick, he's just getting involved in the flow here. He will be a difference maker. Their secondary is legit. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is in the conversation for one of the five best cover corners in football. He can have an island named after him. The Kenny Crawley's good. Ken Crawley is very good on the other side. And they got Eagles nickelback Patrick Robinson this offseason. So they have another guy to go along with P.J. Williams, who's not bad himself, and they have some decent safety play as well. So that's the that's the defense. And the defense, of course, is the big question because what, what's there to question about the offense? I mean, it's this is Sean Payton and Drew Brees. It's always phenomenal. And it's one of the best offensive lines in football, if not the best. That's how good it is. It's definitely in the conversation with the Dallas Cowboys. That's how awesome this offensive line is. And, hey, it's still Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Teddy Ginn, Cameron Meredith sounds like he's going to come around. Yeah. Okay. And they got Ben Watson still at tight end. There's enough there to, for me to go with the coaching along with it. And I know the Saints will always be physical because Sean Payton's a psycho. Yes. I like them. So I'm going to give you the good thing about the Saints schedule, and yeah. I'm going to give you the bad thing. And the bad thing is the reason why the Falcons win the division. The good thing is those first five games. Yeah. Tampa, no Jameis. Browns, no gelling. At Atlanta's the hard one. Yep. At the Giants, Washington. That could be 5 and 0 for the Saints. That's how good the Saints are. Then after week 8, man, it hits. Yeah. Here is a five-game stretch after week 8. At Minnesota, hosting the Rams, at Cincinnati, which is a physical team after playing the Vikings, home against Philadelphia, home against Atlanta. And you miss Baltimore right after the bye. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. At right. Baltimore. At Baltimore, at Minnesota. Yeah, you're right. right. Thank you for making it harder for them. I also want to add this. Weeks 12 through 15, so that's the Atlanta game. Then 13 is at the Cowboys. Then they play at the Bucks. Then at the Panthers. So one, they have three games on the road where they're going to Dallas, Florida, Carolina. The Saints have three of those games in prime time. I know. That's the, what I, that's the first thing that jumped out to me they're when I looked at the schedule. 0-3 on the road in prime time games Ooh. since 2016. Mm. But you have three prime time games in a four-week span where you're on a three-game road trip. I just see from week 7 to week 15. Oh, then by the way, they play the Steelers in week 16. Right. They could start off really fast. I see the Saints kind of getting beaten down from that, and that's what scared me, and that's why I didn't have them win the division. They have a really hard schedule. It's very tough that second half of the year. Let's talk Falcons. You picked them to win the division here, Lefko. I do. So after they play Philadelphia, it's not the easiest schedule, but five of their next six games are at home in that stadium. I think they're going to get the win in Philadelphia, which is why I like that. And also... I do think that Sarkeesian's offense got a lot better as the season went on. I'm going to say this right now. 
The Falcons were the better team in that playoff game that the Eagles won. They had the ball down five with a minute 20 left, like getting ready to go into the red zone. Mm -hmm. I think the Falcons are just a good team. I like the fact that they have so many home games in the beginning of their schedule, and I think that they match up well with the Saints. I think they match up well with all the guys in their division, and I think that people are sleeping on how good the defense is, and I think that Sarkeesian's going to figure it out a little bit better this year, and I think Matt Ryan's he had maybe the best year of his career last year. I think it continues. I have them as an eleven and five divisional winner. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm I'm putting him in the wild card. I'm I'm putting him in the number six seed. So you know that. So I, I think it's going to be a ten and six type of team, right? That gets in. I think there could be other teams that are ten and six this year in the NFC that don't get in the playoffs. Like it, it, that's how good the NFC is. I mean, it hurt me to not put the Carolina Panthers in just to say that right off the bat. But man, the the, the Falcons are so talented. There's no doubt about that. I mean, it's one of the most talented rosters in football. The one thing that does scare me about them is the coaching, though. Absolutely. You know, like Sarkeesian, it could be better, but it could be worse. Yeah, like I have no nothing to back That's it what up I mean. I why know. he You're could just, be better. I know, I know you don't. And I don't have anything to back it up to say why it's really going to be worse. Yes. Only other than that, we saw what he did last year, and that yeah. teams can study him a little bit. But did yeah, did he grow? Is there more to it? Other thing that scares me about them is, as talented as their defense is, okay, it's not as talented as Jacksonville okay. yeah, and some of, of those, right? I know, of course. But it's that same thing that scares me. Mm. Good quarterbacks, good systems. Oh, you're going to play the same two defenses all game long. That's great. That scares me. That scares me this year with the Eagles, the Panthers, the Saints, the Steelers as four of their first five games to go, damn, that's quarterback play and decent offensive coordinators across the board that are going to go, wait, they're just going to play these two defenses all the time? So that scares me. Um, but they're still just too talented for me to them, to count them out. They yeah. really are. I mean, Matt Ryan's still a baller. Yeah. I know people get mad and say I'm not, and he's not a top-five quarterback, whatever. He's still really awesome, and he can take them to the Super Bowl. Um, Terrell McLean scared me on the interior part of their D-line. I know I've told you that. I think I told you the other day. He has gotten blown back a few times there in the run game, which is mm. scary to me. But really, other than that, they got freak shows all over the field. I think so, too. Yeah. Take us through the bottom of this division, Lefko. I have Carolina at around 7-9. and nine. I think they have a very tough start for their offensive line to start It's the only thing that year. stopped me from putting them in the playoffs. Offensive line? I mean, just the start of their schedule and the way it looked. Yeah. So, remember, they don't have Thomas Davis to start the year either, right. which I think is huge. So their offensive line is going to face Dallas, yep. who I think has crazy pass rushers, crazy. at Atlanta, and then Cincinnati, who we just saw Geno Atkins. So like that offensive line, right off the bat, we're going to see. Right. Their ending is Saints, Falcons, Saints. So like you're out of the playoffs. Like that's what's going to happen right there. And their non-divisional away games. Think about the quarterbacks that they have to face on the road: Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford. Ben Roethlisberger, and Alex Smith is not going to mess the game up. No, You're going to have to play a f complete game against Washington, and I think that defense is going to give uh, Carolina problems too. With a lead yeah. at halftime the last five years, Carolina, when they're leading, is 45-8. and eight. Mm. When they're tied or losing, 9-24-1. Yeah. They get away from what they can want to do. The way that is built a as microcosm a team. of right. the Panthers, and it's a microcosm of Cam Newton. And because of who they're playing in the beginning of the year, I think they're going to start off slow, and the whole the wheels are going to fall off. I have them going seven and nine. 
Tampa Bay, I have at four and two. I mean, their first games without Jameis, four and twelve. Their first three games without Jameis, first three of their first four couldn't be worse. At Saints, Eagles, Steelers, like loss, loss, loss. Um, and I think they have. They also have the toughest conferences to play. Yeah. They're playing the the NFC East and the AFC North. Yeah. So I, I just see Tampa Bay four and twelve. Dirk Cutters fired. Uh, Jameis Winston. We're sitting there going, oh wow, they got four wins of his last. Yeah, that's. That is it. Uh, I I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this first. It hurt me more than anybody other team did not put Carolina in the playoffs. I was really my heart was trying to find ways to figure out how I want to put them in, but I said, don't listen to the heart on this one. Let's go with the brain. It slightly has more brain power than your heart. Um, you like that analysis science. brought to you by Dr. Sims. Uh, I think this is what scares me. I do think the offense is going to be better with the Carolina the Panthers. The brain has slightly more brain power than the heart. Yes. That's going to be on a t-shirt tomorrow. No, yep, that should be. Um, I think that the Carolina Panthers will not be really pushed around by anybody, especially no. on the defensive side of the ball. Like, their defense is still really yes. good. Now, I do worry about, like, you know – Pass rushers that can disrupt the game off the edge with them. You know, Julius Peppers is good, but it's nothing special. Mary Adi- Mario Addison also good, yeah. right? But I'm not going to go wow. Who's Secondary, the quarterback? Same thing. Secondary, the same thing. You know, I like James Bradbury, um, but there's no difference maker in the back end of that secondary. Dante Jackson started last week and he looked very good. You know, my friend from LSU that's yeah, like a course. human missile. I He's think he almost be as fast starting... as Mike Adams is going to be slow. <laughs> He'll be the starting corner on the other side. I know Mike Adams is still chugging along and they play him in a very important role still. Uh, Keekley's amazing still. At least they have Shaq Thompson. And you've been Zucar- impressed with him. I have, but I think at the end of the day, lack of just overall difference makers on their defense and the offense has giving me glimmers of hope but I'm not going to just base that all on the preseason games two and three thoughts on Tampa before we go to the west yeah I mean Tampa uh, Jameis Winston's maybe had the best preseason at any quarterback in football I just want to start it right there it's been that special yeah and it's a shame because he's going to waste it away um, the start of the schedule, like you said, is too scary. I mean, even with him back, oh, back at Chicago week four, they could be very easily 0-4. I do think they're going to be a better football team. I do, too. I think Vita Vea is going to come in there in the second half. Yes. James Winston's going to find his stride. Yeah. It's, uh, just, uh, it's just too little too late. Exactly right. That's how I see the Bucks season They've going. kind of built themselves up on defense to become physical. The secondary's got some athletes, and we know those linebackers can run. But it's another team that just hasn't proven they can win or know how to win or hand situational football. Moving on to the NFC West. Last year, the Rams win this division 11-5. and five. The Seahawks came Let's in second. Let's go only has one team in the NFC nine East and going seven. to the playoffs. So do you. So do you. So we, have, we each have one team in the West yep. and one team in, in the, the East. East. Lefko, give us your division winner here. The Los Angeles Rams. I mean, this is an easy one. Yes, the Rams. Take it away. Okay. I mean, the Rams, it's one of the most talented rosters in the sport. Only thing that they can ruin the Rams season is injury, and I know that can stand tall for anybody, but they are a very top-heavy football team. We and if teams figure out Sean McVay's offense. Yes, which I don't expect that to happen. No. Because it's I, not an offense that really gets figured no, out. No, he's going to more figure out your defense and come up with a game plan that's you're going to go, what? I and didn't see these. no team has been, had better injury fortune the last two years than the Rams. No doubt about that. They are the opposite of the Bears. Right. They have been pretty much unscathed for two years. Right. Got a fairly easy start of the schedule with yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, but let me, let, me, let me tell you this. This is, this is where the Rams will either be a uh, 
team with a bye right. or a team that wins their division and gets in. Weeks three through ten. Mm-hmm. They play the Chargers and Minnesota. Right there. Then they go on the road for three straight games. Seattle, Denver, San Francisco. And then, then they face Aaron Rodgers at home. So for me, oh, and then by the way, they play at the Saints and then home against Seattle. That stretch, three yeah. through ten, will determine whether they win at ten and six, where I have them, or going twelve and four, thirteen and three, and getting a bye. But I think that they're gonna stumble a lot in there. I think it's a lot of tough teams. It's extremely tough teams. And I, I am not one to sit here and tell you that I'm sold on Jared Goff by any stretch of the imagination. I wanted to not make the Rams. Who did I want to replace the Rams? My number two team in the NFC West. Who's your number two team? I would probably, I'm probably still going to go with Seattle. Mine's Seattle yeah. at 8-8. Eight and eight. I yeah. have Seattle and San Francisco both finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. I think Seattle's going to start this year 3-1. and one, mm-hmm. And we're going to go, the Legion of whom is gone at Denver, at Chicago, at Arizona. Three of their first four games, Dallas is in there too. It gets a little bit harder, um, but I think that Seattle, they have Pete Carroll, they have Russell Wilson, and I know that... This Michael Dixon kid, this punter, they have special teams. Yeah. And Sebastian Je- like I think that they can find ways to win games. San Francisco uh, starts you, off... You burping re- over there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's the wings from last night still. Yes. Uh, I think that the reason I want to pick San Francisco is because when Kyle goes into his second year with a quarterback, it's always better. It's mm-hmm. every single one. It's every year. But I look at their, their schedule and I'm like, man, these are these are four of their first six games on the road. At Minnesota, at Kansas City, at the Chargers, at Green Bay. Yes. I think that the, the Niners are going to start off 2-6, and six, something like that. And I think they end up finishning the year like 8-8. Eight and eight. Like They finished 6-2, and two, pretty much how they did that year. That's right. how I would do those two teams. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think Seattle's going to be in the mix of things all year. I would say they ended up about 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven on the outside looking in. I think that which the, a lot of people like that's that's well above. I think they're they're over unders eight and eight too. Yeah, I, I mean, um, yeah, they're still going to be a handful, like you said. I'm not, I don't disagree with anything you said there. And then also, yeah, the 49ers, I would say they're a seven and nine football team. I think they're going to have to score thirty plus points a game to win. And I just that's a lot to ask of even Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if they're capable of that. So that would scare me too. Um, the 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 other thing too with with the Rams. Um, Damn, they got a lot of good football players. Yes, I mean it's just they're 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 a force to be reckoned with. But I I, I do, yeah, I worry about Jared Goff there. And you know what we forgot to say that I wanted to say this about my Chargers argument. I sorry to change divisions. The Chargers have nine home games this year, which is amazing because because they're one of their road games is the Rams. So it's great. So oh, that's interesting. One, one less week of travel. But yeah, I do. I think the Rams are clear cut the class of this division, and I don't. I think they're a step above everybody. Else. And what's really unfortunate for the Arizona Cardinals, I have them at three and thirteen. Seattle's over under is eight and eight. By the way, uh, so they, I have them right around that. Um, Arizona, in a year where they were going to be rebuilding anyway, has the hardest strength of schedule in the NFL. These are their away games. Just their away games. Vikings, Packers, Falcons, Chargers, Chiefs. And then in division, Rams, Seahawks. Yeah. All those games are on the road. Yeah. I'm not putting Josh Rosen into that. Um, and I, I just think it's that offensive line is a mess. Uh, even though, you know what? Look, they did go and get Pew and they got Andre Smith. Yeah, it's and been they, better. And I, you potty and all right. that. I just, I just don't trust them as a team at all. 
Um, and they're last. No, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I agree love too. The it's a total regime change, right? Offensively, defensively. You know, it's a, it's a team that went from the Blitzburg scheme to now it's going to the Carolina Panthers scheme. All of that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. There's too many questions there as well. I mean, if there's one team I'm I'm worried right now is going to prove me wrong, it's yeah. them. I don't know why. Well, they David Johnson clicks the defense with Patrick Peterson. They've like, played better than I have expected in the preseason. They really have, and. Yes, I mean, Mike McCoy, back to just being the total offensive coordinator and not having to worry about being a head Two coach. Two teams from the NFC West. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, no, definitely not. No. Are we ready for the final division? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. All right, gentlemen, last year, the NFC East. I think we East, picked the same team here. The Philadelphia Eagles, 13-3, and three, coming into the season as defending Duke Super Bowl Sims champions. First. Next up in this division last year, the Say Dallas Cowboys. Say that last part again. Defending Super Bowl champions. Who was that? The Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you. You good? All right, Sims. By the way... I am. I am. I'm just going to say this about. You're, you're officially a Giants fan. No, no, no. no. I'm yeah. going to say this about the Eagles and being a Super Bowl champion. I thought about this the other day. Everyone says, "Aren't you ready to move on to the other season?" I will move on Thursday night when they play the Falcons. Right. When that happens, we're on to the new season. Yeah. But I'm trying to soak up every freaking second. You should. This is what I would tell the Lions fans and Browns fans and everyone that Vikings fans that haven't won. You want to enjoy every moment. And I'm just saying that. Say it one more time. Defending Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you. Sims, who do you have winning the NFC East? The Dallas Cowboys. Lefko, who do you have winning the NFC East? The Dallas Cowboys. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, you know what? I mean, this is what happens when you spend when you work five together. hours When you're my work wife. What made of... you think that we were on the same page? Because... I've heard you talking. I had the Eagles. I had the Eagles as one. I win. knew you weren't going the Eagles, and I heard you talking about the Cowboys, <laughs> so that's why I thought it. But you know, I think when this you is just, unbelievable. When you I thought sit, you were going the Giants. I know. I just can't do it. I can't do it, Captain. So we have the same team, the same in the playoffs. AFC and the NFC, and we did not talk to each other at all. This is no, no. surprise, though. This is the no, Sims I'm, and left go. Look, I thought we'd have a few I, different. I thought if anything was going to be different, it was going to be the NFC division. East. Yeah. Sure. I thought I was going crazy. I chickened out with the Giants, man. Good I, for you. I right. couldn't do it. No, Let's because the Cowboys. first seven weeks are insane. Dude, exactly right. You go Cowboys first. Okay, Cowboys first. Okay, first of all, hey, um. The Cowboys, wow. their defense <laughs> is one of the pleasant surprises of football to me in the preseason. And the fact that Chris Richard there is that in, in the past game defensive coordinator added with Rod Marinelli is a really a big boost for me. But I think what I'm so impressed by is the plethora of defensive linemen they have. I mean, it's a plethora. It's unbelievable. Not it's almost word. like your Eagles. It's just like... Their, their second-team D-line, you go, damn, it could be starting. They could it's start really for some funny. Teams. I look at their depth chart, and I'm like, Malik Collins is like listed here as 10th. He I, might not make the roster. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's what I mean. So they're going to have waves of people coming at you. Jalen Smith has looked good. Sean Lee, we know what he is. But the secondary, I think, is what really has impressed me. Byron Jones, that was the proper move to put him in a corner. Yeah. That's what he did in college. Jordan That's what he's Lewis. best at. Shadobia Wuze. Yes. Right. Jordan Lewis, who's not even their starting nickel. He's their starting dime. Wow. Wow. Because Anthony Brown's their starting nickel. And Xavier Woods is hurt right now. So they're going to have to figure out what they want to do with that other safety position. But Heath is a good player, too. So, my, my only fear yeah. for the Cowboys is yeah. when Dak has to throw. Yeah. I just, the reason I went with them, mm-hmm. 
This offensive line is special, mm-hmm. and we'll see if it can be healthy the whole year after all those injuries last year. I hope Tyron Smith's back doesn't act up and all that. But a healthy and focused Zeke yes. without the suspension looming. I think it's going to make Dak a better player, obviously. And I don't think the wide receivers are, are really that bad. Like, I know they're, they might be the worst wide receiving core in the, in the NFL. I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look at a little But farther. like Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup. Um, Cole Beasley in the slot. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of solid. It's I nobody just see, beautiful. I see the, the Cowboys pounding people all year, and then their defensive line getting to get after the other opposing quarterback in the second half. Right. And I, I see them winning 10-6. and six. Uh, I, I would say they're somewhere in that line. I mean, I think there's enough there in their pass game for me to go, okay, they're going to keep people honest. And I think the I one— I need them to throw the ball to Zeke more. Well, I— I think that is going to be part of their process. I, that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, they've talked about it a little openly. So that makes me suggest I mean, that suggestion makes me believe he it's going to happen. He only averages like this is what's crazy right. about Zeke. Right. He averages 2.3 targets per game. Yes. Not even catches. And he can catch the ball like, well. Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, these guys are at like 7 targets. Yeah. Zeke needs to get the ball more in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, he's he's too dangerous not to get the ball in his hands. Hold on, Josh, one more second. And the other guy that we're forgetting, and I think they're Blake gonna, Jarwin. Well, no, I think they're going to put. We're going to see Tavon Austin play a role that oh, we've yeah. never seen. I do. I just think that they made a trade for him. He's lying in the weeds, and this is the guy you're going to see come down and come out on. I mean, third down, he might be Darren Sproles this year. I, I think we got to get mm. stop thinking about him as just a wide receiver. I think he can, can play that role, and I think because they don't do a lot on offense, that yeah. they will find little cute ways to get him the ball. I have the Eagles going 9-7. and seven. I have them splitting with Washington. I have them splitting with Dallas. They have to play Jacksonville in London, which I'm marking that up as an L mm-hmm. because I think Jacksonville's used to playing in London. I think it's a tough team to play in London also. They have to go to New Orleans. I think they're going to lose this Atlanta game, and I think that Minnesota comes in. There's a lot of teams. Atlanta, I mean, Tampa Week 2 could be a trap. No way. Yeah. Not without Jameis. I, I, I just look at that and go, as, much, as aggressive as you guys are on defense, you're going to leave some of those guys man-to-man. And this is my, my really point. It's going to be so fucking hot down there that they're going to go, what? Oh, I didn't even think That's where that. I thought of Tampa at week two. I just They're going to walk out in pregame and go, what? This Eagles season is going to be really frustrating. So for I, I don't know. I have them at nine and seven. I think that they're a really good team. I think they can fight. And the true thing is, if Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, they can win the division. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, that's what it's going to have to be. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey no. injury. That you know what 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 you know what that issue is. Who are there? the wide receivers? That's what, is right. Jason Peters going to play for real? Like we don't know. Uh, the, you know, is Jason Kelsey going to be able to play the entire yeah, year? When he is got Carson back. Wentz going to play? I mean, yes, all, all those things. I, it's really tough. The NFC is brutal. It's really brutal, and I, I can't believe it. But I, yeah, I left the Eagles out too. I have in third place the New York Giants. Yeah, I have them starting out uh, one and three, and then finishing eight and eight. I listen to the first seven weeks of this. These are the. the, I'm going to break it down to home and away. Who they face at home: Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Philadelphia. Could all be losses. Piece of cake. Here's who they face on the road: Dallas, Carolina, Atlanta, Houston. Yeah. They could go zero and seven. I know. It's but why, they, they play all the really easy teams at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's why I couldn't pick them. It was really that. As much as I like their roster and the coaching changes and some of the stars they have on their football team, um, 
I look at some of those teams they play there, and I go, yeah, I just can't. This point of the year, I, I can't hang my hat on the Giants yet. Yeah. I, they got to prove to me that they can win some of these physical, tough, close football games against some of the most physically tough football teams in the sport. I think that's where I look at it. And, yes, I look at it a little bit in the factor of, I, I'm certainly looking at Eli Manning. I mean, there's no doubt. Eli Manning's the biggest question mark on the Giants. And the defenses that they have to face, he has to make he throws. He has to make throws, and he's going to have people around him making those throws. Yes. I mean, the Jaguars, Cowboys, Texans, first three weeks, you couldn't pick three defensive lines who want to rip quarterbacks' heads off more than those three right there. I have Washington starting the season 2-0. and I even a few times convinced myself to go 3-0 and and upset that team number three. I can't remember who it Hold is. On, I'll tell you right now. I'm pulling it up. But I have them finishing 7 Green Bay. Green Bay. I could see them beating Aaron Rodgers sure. in Washington. But I think that they finished 7-9. and nine. I really wanted Washington to find a way to make the playoffs. Just from, like, I think they're an interesting team. I just think that with the Alex Smith stuff, they play, they play a lot of tough defenses that, oh, you're not going to feel comfortable throwing it deep? Then we're just going to sit underneath, and we're going to injure all these often injured guys. Yeah, I... Um... Can't believe you picked the Cowboys. I, I just the, the East is so good, and we could we could be totally wrong about this whole oh. division. I mean, that's that's the best thing about it. Uh, the Washington early schedule, you're right, is certainly that I looked at and go, damn, they, they're going to be two and zero. I would expect. Yeah. I expect them to be two and zero. But I also just think of Alex Smith. You know, Jay Gruden's offense. Jay is not as creative as the McVeighs and the Shanahan's no. of the world. No. Um, you know, the receivers, Chris Thompson, we don't know if he'll be totally 100%. I'm hearing good things. Josh Johnson, still an unproven commodity as far as the, the wide receiver position goes. So there's a lot of potential, but I guess I have question marks too. I think the defense is going to be a pain in the ass. I really do. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm with you. I know there's just something about the Redskins that I think. This throws me off a little bit more of a gut feeling with the yeah. leadership and the quarterback position. What is Miami's over under? Uh, Miami's over under is uh, 6.5. So here are, I'm going to do this really quick. These are my six teams that I think I would take the over on this year Patriots 11. Right. Jets 6. Miami, what was it, 6? Six? 6.5. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Okay, get rid of the Jets. Patriots 11, Miami 6.5, Ravens over-under is 8. That one I'm really confident yep. on. Colts 6.5 I like a lot. And uh, Minnesota 10. I'm, uh, 10 those, yep. that, if I was going to bet, those would be the ones I would do. All right, Lefko, give us your NFC playoff picture before we do awards and oh, Super Bowl. Yeah, so how are you seeding the playoffs? The one seed is Minnesota. The two seed is Atlanta. The three seed are the Cowboys. The four seed is the Rams. Damn, my dad's calling. Really? Yeah. The five seed is the Packers, and the six seed is the Saints. All right, Sims, and give us your NFC playoff picture. And I have the, the Bears and Eagles just missing. Okay. I'm going to go the one seed is the Saints. Yep. The two seed is the Vikings. The three seed as the Los Angeles Rams. The four seed is the Dallas Cowboys. The Green Bay Packers, number five, and the Falcons, Falcons at six. six. Cool. All right, let's do some awards, and then we'll get the Super Bowl, oh, and then we'll be out of here. I'm excited. All right. I hope everybody's enjoying this long podcast, but I'm enjoying it. I'm having a great time. Good. Uh, all right, first up, let's do. Uh, let's save MVP and uh, F the Playoff Player of the Year for last. So first thing we're going to do here is Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh. 
Offensive Rookie of the Year. Lefko, go first. I was very tempted to say Michael Dixon, the punter from the Seahawks. I think that there is going to be a campaign. People are going to talk about it. My pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year is Royce Freeman. Running back, Denver Broncos. I think they have a surprising 7-9, and 8-8 year, and I think he's going to be up there towards the, the leaders in rushing. Okay. Saquon Barkley. Exactly right. <laughs> Sometimes the most obvious one is the... the yeah, right I overthought one. a lot of these. I, I just, yeah, he's just too special for me not to pick him. Trust me, I looked at it and was like, damn, let me see if I can pick somebody else, but... Saquon. I just can't do it. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Sims, you're first. Uh, I, I'm going with a guy that we haven't even seen play ball yet. Roquan Smith. Really? I just think in the middle of that defense, it's made for a guy like him. This is going to be Patrick Willis Jr. for Vic Fangio, and the amount of big guys they have in front of him is just going to give him free run like at Georgia to use his unbelievable explosive ability just to tackle everybody. That's what he is. He's a ball hawk. So, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Left go. I think defensive rookie of the year, it's important to find teams that are underestimated mm-hmm. and that when they get better, they go, who's new? Mm, that guy. I think the defensive rookie of the year is going to be Minka Fitzpatrick. I think the Dolphins have a good year. They look around the roster and go, and I also think he's going to get a lot of interceptions. Mm-hmm. You either need interceptions or sacks. In Sims's case, he's going tackles. I think Minka gets defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I, M- Minka was definitely on my short list as well. And I think after, if, you w- if I went... Farther past Minka, the next guy that I thought about was Mike Hughes in Minnesota. Love that. You know, because he's going to be the rookie who looks like he's going to get a ton of playing time, and they're all going to want to try to test him out in the slot, and I think he's going to have someone waiting for him. Tell you what, Minka, kid looks great in the jersey. He does. I mean, he looks great. Great ass and legs. Great ass and legs. Pads look nice. Yes. All right. uh, Next up here, Defensive Player of the Year. Sims already told us who he was picking for this award on last week's podcast. Blew up our content schedule. Sims, who you got? Miles Garrett. Yes. I think he's the best player in defense this year. You want to join the squad? No. Ooh. I was stuck between two people. He's got a doozy. One that he said was going to be the best linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, that's a good pick. Miles Jack. Okay. But I'm going to go with Yannick Ngakwe. Love it. Terps, baby. I think that Yannick Ngakwe is going to be the free rusher. And I think he's going to be. I think Yannick Ngakwe is going to finish the year with 16 and a half, 17 sacks for the best defense in the NFL, and he's going to get credit for it. I think Yannick is going to be my defensive MVP. Yeah, I, I listen. That's that's hard. I thought you were going to say Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey with with some of these offenses they play too. Like if he shuts down Odell Beckham Jr. Week one, right? It's just going to start the campaign right that's there. That's really good. That's yeah, the only but thing instead, I'll think of. I think Yannick he could do that too. He's right? going to get four and a half sacks yeah. on Eric Flowers. Uh, <laughs> he very well could. <laughs> All right, this is uh, so before we get to You're MVP, right, I like that. It's going to be the big game, so my guy can launch off, his campaign. Or it could be that exactly. I right. love that. Before right. we get to NFL MVP, uh, this is a Sims and Lefko Award. The F the play up player of the year. We're going to have groups of people tracking I this think for we us all the year. Same player. All right. So, Sims, you can go first. Fletcher Cox. Stefan to it. Wow. No, I went Fletcher Cox. Okay. But what's really <laughs> funny is when you said that, I go, he thinks I'm picking Stefan to it. Oh, you did think that. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. But I, I'm going to go with Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Good guess. He's Josh. uh it's you're you're not bad with that one. Yeah, I'm gonna just go with Stefan to it just to I didn't want to go Aaron Donald or Fletcher Cox, so I wanted to do something different. And I think Stefan to it, because you guys heard me wax so poetically about him the last few weeks, I had to do it. And I do I think he's one of the, I think he's in that conversation when healthy with a Fletcher Cox as that bigger defensive tackle overpowering type, and he's hundred percent healthy healthy this year. That's why I go with it. Lefko, we're moving on to NFL MVP. Take us first. 
I think the NFL MVP will be Aaron Rodgers. That's my pick. I think Aaron Rodgers comes out here, has like a 45-7 and seven season. Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to throw like 8 to 12 touchdowns to Jimmy Graham. I think Devontae Adams has a huge year. I think the Packers make it to the playoffs. And I think that all the other teams have people competing. You know, when Big Ben gets up there, well, what about Antonio Brown? Let the Vikings, the Jaguars defense. You know, there's always someone else. Aaron, the, people don't know about De, how good Devontae Adams is yet. I think Aaron gets a lot of the credit for it. I'm going with Aaron. You spoke in such hushed tones. Well, I'm realizing when I talk like this, it really sounds great. Professional. Yeah. Sims, your MVP. What? Come on. Waste my time with this award. You know who I'm picking. Tom Brady. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you, my backups were Big Ben, Breeze, and then Russell Wilson. Uh, those are the next guys I went down the list. But yes, Aaron Rodgers to me, you know, again, there's you know no great secondaries he has to play early on in the year, other than the Minnesota Vikings. And I just think that they're they're a team, and he's a guy that's on a mission. I do think that may. I'm hoping their offense is going to have a few wrinkles in it this year. I they would talked hope so. about it in the offseason. Come on, Joe Philbin. So I hope so. But, man, he's still in the prime of his career, and I think he's the best player in the sport still. Joe really Philbin good. kind of looks like a Q-tip. Uh, three weeks ago I did this yeah. without, um, like, looking and like, Offensive reading player and of the year, which is also a award. Yeah. Yeah, who are you going to pick? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott. That's what I was going to pick. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I That's, think Zeke will. Well, because we both had Dallas. He'll lead the NFL in rushing. You want to do the Sportsmanship Award also? Yeah. Keekley won it last that. year. I'm going with Jalen Ramsey, Sportsmanship of the Year. That'd yeah. be good. <laughs> All right. Last thing we got to do on this podcast before we wrap up. We're going to go through the whole playoff picture. We're going to get to your Super Bowl matchups, and then we'll talk about your Super Bowl predictions. So wow. I think what I want to do here is I want to have you talk me through your playoffs, get to your Super Bowl matchup. Wow, the you whole talk, AFC and NFC? Yeah, and okay. you don't have to go game by game, but just oh, give I us – Okay, or go game by game. Give us an idea of what goes on. Okay. Sims, then we'll go to you for your playoff, how it unfolds, and then we'll talk Super Bowl. So, All right, so go you, ahead. So hold on. You have the seeds, right? I do have the seeds, okay. yes. So AFC playoffs. Well, let's do NFC or AFC. Pick one. AFC. AFC. Do the wild card games. Three is Houston against Jacksonville at six. Houston gets the win. Pittsburgh has to go to the Chargers. No home field advantage. Steelers move on. That means in the second round, divisional round, it's Steelers at Patriots and it's Texans at Ravens. Well, guess what? Steelers upset the Patriots in Foxborough, ready to go. But that's not where the upsets stop. Houston goes into Baltimore and upsets the Ravens. Deshaun Watson moves on, setting up an AFC championship game of the Houston Texans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's in Houston. What an amazing game that would be, first of all. Houston's going to the Super Bowl. Love it. All right. I have, I have a feeling he's going there. The way he was saying Houston the whole time. <laughs> Take me to the NFC, Lefko. Oh! NFC. First wild card matchup. The Saints travel to the Cowboys and the Packers go to the Rams. Saints upset the Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs and the Packers upset the Rams. I have a lot of upsets. Saints travel to Minnesota for a rematch of the Minnesota Miracle, and they get their revenge. The Saints, from the sixth seed, rumble themselves to the NFC Championship game, and Atlanta going, ooh, we can face our our in-division rivals, 
upset by Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers against Drew Brees in the NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Super Bowl. It's Aaron Rodgers versus versus Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Watson. Green Bay versus Houston. Amazing Super Bowl. That would be amazing. All right, Sims, bring me to the AFC. All right, here we go. All right, my number one seed is the Steelers. The number two seed is the Pats. So they have the first round by. I'm going to go to the wild card first. My number three seed is the Chargers. They will be hosting the number six seed, Houston Texans. I have the Chargers moving on to win that football game. Okay. So we're not going to have the same Super Bowl. We're not. Number four seed, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they will be hosting the Baltimore Ravens in their wild card game. I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens. They can handle the physicality of the Jaguars. They move on. So now we have the two seed Pats hosting the three seed Chargers. Okay. And then we have the one seed Steelers hosting the Ravens. Wow. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Either way, I'll be, this will be really fun to watch. I'm going to pick the Chargers to be upset the Pats as well. We both have the Patriots being I just upset. figure it's this three is the out of year. four years. They've yeah. gone to the Super Bowl. I mean, even they have to fall off at some point. And their divisional rounds are kind of, the other than last year with the Titans, They, you know, the Texans. Some yeah, teams they've chances. been underwhelming, right. And I just, I look at the, you know, the rest of the AFC has got to be going, gosh, damn, we're sick of the Patriots. Like, if they're not, then they all need to, like, get a reality check or something. Because, I, I mean, damn. It's get just, a reality check, It's pal. unbelievable, all right? They're so, all sitting around just going, hey, you. Hey, you. We're, get we're, a reality we're check. We're sick of you whooping our ass, okay? Um, you know what you need, Philip Rivers? A reality <laughs> check. You do. Oh, yeah. Quantify that. Charge, uh, don't use my words. Charge your brain, not your heart. Yes, right. That's why I did it here. I don't know. Actually, I used my heart, I think, on that one. So Chargers beat the Pats during the AFC Championship game. Ravens, Steelers, Steelers, Ravens, one seed, five seed. I'm going with the Steelers. <laughs> yes, I know I did. I'm going with the Steelers. And we got Steelers, Chargers. Phillip Rivers and company coming to town in Pittsburgh in late Ooh. January. I just think it'll be a little too cold. The Steelers are going to win. Okay. Steelers in the Steelers Super in Bowl. Steelers in the Super Bowl. All I'm right. going with it, okay? Give me the NFC. NFC, I have the Saints as my one seed and the Vikings as my two seed. First, That's the first round bye. All right, I got the Rams as my three seed. They are hosting the number six seed Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. Oh, and are, uh, saw this last rematch year. Rematch of last year, and it'll be the same results. The Falcons will wow. go into L.A. and so beat the Rams. you guys both have the Rams going down wild card weekend. Yeah, yes. I, uh, I mean, when I just look at the NFC – I think the worst quarterback in the playoffs is still Jared Goff. And he was definitely the worst quarterback in the playoffs total last year just by his performance against the Falcons. I'm sure he'll be really happy to hear that one. Yeah, I'm sure he'll want to meet us again next year at training camp, right? Stare you down. Yep. Uh, Okay, and then I got the number four seed Dallas Cowboys hosting, Oh, Aaron Rodgers, you always come into Dallas and do amazing things and screw our season or our playoffs. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. Yes, I plagiarized that from Lee Corso, but I don't care. Uh, Cowboys going to move on. They're going to get the revenge on the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Um, So now I got the number one seed, Saints, hosting the Falcons. I'm going with the Saints to beat the Falcons there. A week to prepare. Sean Payton and company. I just think they'll be too much for the Falcons. And then we got the Cowboys going to Minnesota, eh? Upper Peninsula. I'm going with the Cowboys. Wow. I think it's Zeke a bad wild. matchup for the Vikings, the Cowboys. I just look at it like this, just a quick description. The Vikings, their receivers, the their blood. offense. I don't know if it's explosive enough to actually expose Dallas on defense. And what scares me always about the Vikings, 
even though their depth is a little bit better, they're going to get worn down by that Dallas Cowboy run game. Yes, I are. think the Cowboys pull the upset off there. Now we got Saints-Cowboys yep. in the NFC Championship Ooh, game. Oh, Sean Payton. Oh, when the Saints go marching in, they're going to play the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Man, <laughs> getting ready for that Thursday pick show with all the animal Woo! noises. Saints, Saints-Steelers, Super Bowl. I can't say it, but I, can, I can't wait to see it. Played. All right. So in this corner, we have the Texans facing the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. Adam Lefko. In this corner, Chris Sims. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Adam Lefko, take us through how the Super Bowl unfolds. Wow. Well, I don't know who I'm picking yet. I'm going to do this on the fly right now. You're going to talk it out. Yeah, this yeah, is good. I'm right. talking it out. That'll be the grand finale. I believe that early on, the Houston defensive line is pushing Green Bay. That's the story of Houston. It's not just Deshaun Watson. It's what that defense is going to do to people. And then Deshaun's going to make some moves, but... But old number 12. Old number 12. (laughs) Rolls right. Finds Jimmy Graham in the back of the end zone. Then he's got one where DJ Reader is dropped and he slips. And Rodgers does his patented little scoot hop away from the sack. Jumps up. His legs cross in midair. The scoot hop. And who is that in the back of the end zone? None other than Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers wins his second Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers are your Super Bowl champions. Well done. Chris Sims. I would certainly be happy to see that. What are the likelihood that it's going to happen, though? (sighs) Who knows? (laughs) Okay, good answer. All right. Who the hell are those? All right. Pittsburgh Steelers, New Orleans Saints. Pittsburgh Steelers, New Orleans Saints in a stadium that the Saints are familiar with because the Super Bowl is in Atlanta this year. It's It's indoors. With the Saints, man, this is a really tough one. I think it's very evenly matched across the board. I think what really will make the difference for me is I just think the Steelers have a few too many playmakers for me to take the Saints over them. I think this will be an awesome Super Bowl if you made me break it down. I don't know if the Saints have enough difference makers to slow down Pittsburgh on the first the the, the offensive side of the ball. Pittsburgh's O-line is really good. We know the receivers are the good. Le'Veon Bell should be Le'Veon Bell by that time of the year, we hope. And, yeah, I just look at that matchup, and I'm super up on the Steelers right now. When I think of the Saints, hey, the Saints are going to move the ball in that Pittsburgh defense too. But I think Pittsburgh's got ballers that can change the flow of that football game at some point. Whether it's an Antonio Brown on offense making an amazing play or a Bud Dupree or Stephon Tuitt coming in, or even my man Terrell Edmonds making that kind of play. And I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl. And there it is. Wow. I can't believe it. So I'm looking at the odds right now. Saints Steelers. I wasn't sure. I made that up on the fly. Pittsburgh is uh, plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl this year. They're the third highest favorite. Yep. And then uh, Green Bay Lefko is plus 1,200. 12 to 1. Not far. Not far off. All right, guys. And Terrell the, Edmonds would have been a good pick for the defensive Saints player Texans. of the year, too. I, I almost thought about Terrell Edmonds. Uh, the Saints are plus 1,600, and the Texans are plus 2,000. So you, you picked all teams that are in the top 10 favorites here. Right. Uh, yeah, top 10, top 11. So wow. not not too crazy. I get to root for Aaron Rodgers all year. I know. That is cool. I you know. get to root for A.B., Le'Veon, Skinny Pure Big Ben. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, all of them. I don't care. Weirdos. All right. <laughs> I think that's it. I got them losing. Did we set a record today? Oh, definitely. But you know what? I don't care. 
to all you people out there who say that I'm always the one trying to end this podcast early. Not yep. today. I'm living large. Let's keep it going. We're we're in hour three right now. What do you guys want to talk about? All right. So I had a tuna fish sandwich yesterday. How was it? Tell it us about was, it. I'm just kidding. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, as always, no matter how you interact with Sims and Lefko, we appreciate it. To everyone that's getting ready to do the fuck the play up stats this year, love you guys. To everyone that's a part of the near 400 people of the Sims and Lefko Fantasy League, you're all screwed because Odell Rod is going to win it and we're going to be on yeah, our baby. own podcast um i cannot believe the nfl season starts next thursday and i want to say that what we're going to try and provide for you guys next year we're going we're going balls to the wall three podcasts a week with our special youtube show coming out next wednesday Darnold, Romo, got a lot of stuff in there that I, I don't even want to spoil the surprise. It's yeah. going to be really good. Yep. We did some run-throughs today. Sims looked at me and said, I like this. Yes. I like it too. Yep. Uh, for now, for Sims. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good evening, everybody. And for the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. Good luck to the Packers. Good luck to the Steelers. Good luck to everybody. And if Eagles fans are upset they didn't make the playoffs in my bracket, I apologize. They're still. DM at Sims and Lefko and talk crap to Lefko. They're still the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> guys, be well. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.